listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny. I'm your co-host, Kaylee. We are on episode 79. Yay! And we are talking about Chrono Trigger. Yay! Um, oh man, so my history of Chrono Trigger... And this will come up a lot, but my history with Chrono Trigger is, first off, it was my first RPG. Um, my uncle had a copy of it, or I think he borrowed it from a friend Damn. or some, whatever the situation was. He had a copy of it, and he was playing Final Fantasy VII. And he told me that I couldn't play Final Fantasy VII because I wasn't old enough. So he gave me Chrono Trigger to play. And I spent a lot of time with my uncle growing up. He's only five years older than me. Um, and so I played Chrono Trigger anytime I was over there. I stayed the night with him a lot. We hung out quite often. And so I was always playing Chrono Trigger. Well, then as I started getting older, I still wanted to play Chrono Trigger. So um, it's just been one of those games that I literally grew up with this game. It was like the foundation of my RPG experience. And to be honest, this is probably the best game in the world to have a base of uh. RPG experience on just because it's yeah. such a great, phenomenal RPG. Um, a couple things about this though, and we may struggle with this. So I want to get it out of the way. Now we have terrible times pronouncing people's names. Yes. <laughs> but then everyone who's listening yeah, already, already knows know that. that. Um, no, the, when, um, when oh. my uncle was, <laughs> when my uncle was playing the game, he named Robo Sleeple. No idea why. It's spelled S-L-E-P-L. And I think that's all the characters that you could fit in, like, the original Super Nintendo version. So anyway, if for whatever reason I say Sleeple instead of Robo, that's why. I'm going to make an effort to call him Robo in this game, <laughs> or in this in this uh, podcast, but if for whatever reason I don't, if I don't correct myself, that's what that is about. Uh, there's one other item, <laughs> and I, I may not correct myself on this one. The Epic, or epoch. the Epoch, yeah. the time machine in the game... You can name the time machine. Which is super cute, by the way. It is super cute. <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, my uncle had always called it the Re. R-E-E. No idea why, but it stuck. So, like... That's how it was growing up. That's, <laughs> like, Sleepers in yeah. the Epoch, or in the Re, you know, Robo in the Epoch. It's just, like, that's just what they were. Well, you know, I played this because you played it, and pretty much your hist- that's his history pretty like, much I, I basically yeah. just handed it down yeah. to you with the same and stuff so i grew up with it too and i remember being little and like trying to figure out why his name was robo because he was always <laughs> sleepful yeah i never knew until i was yeah yep. so yeah yep no idea why it was i think it was an inside joke between my uncle and his friend because his it was his friend's game or something i don't i don't know the history all I know is that's what we've always called it. And I mean, granted, we're talking a game that came out in 95. So, like, literally, this was a long time ago. I was four. Right. 
So, like, you know, that's our history with the game. Um, before we actually get into the meat of it, I want to let everyone know there's spoilers for the game. It's a, it's an old game, but if you've never played it before, just go play yeah. the game, please. It's on Steam. It's on iOS. It's all correct. I played it on the DS. Yeah, it's on the DS. <laughs> um, it's 3DS. Well, it's, it's a yeah. DS game. Um, it, you can get an emulator of it. Like, you can play this game. If you're interested at all and you haven't played it or you, you know, whatever, if you're if you're worried about spoilers, play it first, then come back. Um, oh, yeah. This is way better experience. First time, virgin eyes and ears. And absolutely. That. Absolutely. Um, it is, like, my playthrough was almost 29 hours. Um, Kaylee, yours was 23. I have 23 and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're not investing, like... You know the forty hours in an RP that uh, a Final Fantasy game would be, but um, you know it's still go and experience the game for yourself because it'll make your experience so much better. With that out of the way, let's talk about the game. <laughs> so, um, Chrono Trigger was developed by SquareSoft at the time. Now it's Square Enix. Um, it was developed for the Super Nintendo in 1995. Then it was ported out to the PlayStation One for some weird reason in 1999. Then it was ported out again in 2008 for the DS. Then we got a mobile version for iOS and Android uh, in 2011. And then they released it on Steam in 2018. Um, The Super Nintendo version is the base version. That's what they're all modeled after. But the PlayStation 1, they introduced uh, the cutscenes, the FMV cutscenes, and they're like fully um, anime, animated. Um, Dragon Ball Z. By the Dragon Ball Z artist. And they're phenomenal. That's like yeah. the <laughs> only reason to play the PlayStation version is for that. Um, but the PlayStation version has a terrible, terrible flaw. Yeah. And that's the. Uh, uh, and that's that um, the game freezes or it, it pauses for a second between battle screens or between your your fight. And then it also will stop again with your menu, opening up your menu. menu is the worst, in my opinion. Well, all of them really like any time that the game isn't just like smooth. It's weird. Now, if you've only played the PS one version, maybe you wouldn't notice it as much, but like when I got the PS one version, I'm like, Ooh, this is really amazing. I want to see these cutscenes. I fired it up, watched the original cutscene. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. And then like started playing the game and it like, we, you go into a battle and it's like, yeah, <laughs> da, 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 da. And it's like those couple seconds just make the difference, and it's annoying and I frustrating. Just remember accidentally hitting the menu button and just face palming it because you know because you're gonna it, wait like half a minute. You have to wait for the menu to open, and then you have to wait for the menu to close again. So it's like the loading is just absurd. Yeah. But the cutscenes were awesome. And then they came out with the DS version, which, in my opinion, is the definitive physical edition of the game. Um, It's the great Super Nintendo version. No lagging between battle screens or menu items. Um, But you also have the cutscenes. And that is the way to play the game. Granted, the game goes for like... 
40 to 50 bucks online right now. It's kind of expensive. It's kind of annoying that it's that expensive, but the cutscenes are awesome. Uh, I played the Super Nintendo version, so I, I didn't get the cutscenes. However, I own the original copy of the game, and I've had this copy for like almost 10 years. Is this the original? Huh? The original Chrono Trigger that you played? No, no, uh, no. I don't have that because that was that yeah. wasn't even our uncle's. It oh, was, yeah, it wasn't it was even his, his friends. Yeah. yeah, so he had to give it back at some point. But no, I never owned it until I got married. And Lori, I think it was before we got married, even. And Lori gave me a copy for my birthday or something. Uh-huh. So, and I think at the time she'd only paid like maybe 35, 40 bucks for it. And now it's going for like 120. Wow, so yeah. <laughs> good investment yeah. on her part. But also I love the game. So it sits when it's not being played, it sits in a case on my shelf. So like, it's, it's one of the only spot. games that it actually is in a case. And like, I don't really display it a whole lot. It's just in just its like case on, on the it. shelf. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's pretty awesome. And then you play the DS version. Yeah. Which was amazing, like you said. Yeah. It was everything yep. you could hope for. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> the worst thing about the DS version is that you're stuck on that little screen. Yeah. But, I mean, you can play it on an XL, and it looks pretty good. If you happen to have a um, a 3DS with a capture card, you could play it on a bigger screen. But, yeah, that's, like, the only other way to play it. I was hoping that they would port it out to the PlayStation Classic, or the, sorry, the uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo Classic, but they didn't. But we did get, we already have the copy of the game, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But they did put um, Earthbound on there. So, like, we could at some point play Earthbound. Anyway, um, let's talk about the story. Sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The story starts off with you as Chrono. And Chrono is this orange, spiky-haired kid, um... And you're waking, you're woken up by your mom, and the whole idea is to go to the fair to meet your friend Luca. You wake up, you go to the fair, and on your way to meet with Luca, you run into a girl, and she calls herself Marley. Baby, I don't know what her name is. Is it Marl? I'm Marley. Calling her Mar- Marley. Oh, I have I, no idea. Were you always calling her Marl? I I always called her Marley, but I could never figure out. I guess it depends on how. It doesn't matter. I've always called her Marley, so okay. that's what we're going with. Right. Anyway, um, she loses her pendant when you bump into her, and you pick up your, her pendant and you give it back, and then she wants you to guide her around the fair. You take her around the fair, and then you make your way to meet with Luca. Uh, Luca's working on a new machine, because she is this inventor-scientist person, And her and her dad has made this new amazing teleporting machine where it can teleport you from one pod to the other pod. Um, Marley's super excited about this, so she asks Chrono to jump in and do it first. Chrono successfully teleports from one pod to the other pod. She thinks that it looks cool. She wants to do it too. She gets in, and the pod fires up, but it interacts with her pendant for some reason. The pendant starts to glow, and a... um, gate a time warp gate shows up and she gets sucked into it and disappears leaving her pendant behind right um luca freaks out as you would (laughs) if you were the inventor of a machine that just carried someone off to who knows where um and chrono 
Chrono doesn't have voice in the game, so like you as the player, you just walk up, pick up the pendant, and interact with the machine. But from Luca's perspective, that's Chrono saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go and help find her." So he picks up the the pendant. They fire up the machine again. He gets sucked into time. He ends up in the Middle Ages, where Marley is missing, and when he makes his way to the castle. Um, he doesn't quite know. You don't quite know yet. No, as I mean the first player. You don't know where. No, you just the, assume you're at the castle. Well, you're when you're talking to the townsfolk. They you kind eventually of, do. Yeah. Well, they kind of hint at, hey, there's something going on at the castle. You should go check it out. There, I think the they talk about how the queen was missing, but she had just been found. That kind of stuff. So you get to the castle, and everyone is celebrating that the queen is returned. Well, when you finally find the queen, it's actually Marley. And she's all excited to find Chrono, because Chrono has, you know, found her. Went and found, went to find her. Went to find her, right. And um, at some point, Luca joins the party again, too, because I know that it's not just Marley who's there. Well, I think Luca... You, you go and see Marley, and all of a sudden, her pen... Right, but, but Luca's already there is she? at that point. Yeah, Luca well, was already there. Maybe she does. She, like, joins you, like, randomly I think in as the you're traveling the in the forest between the castle and the mainland. I see. Anyway, at some point, Luca shows up and was like, hey, I met... She made a key. That's what it was. Yeah. She made a, 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 a gate portable key. gate key to be able to go back and forth between time. In any case, Luca, Luca joins back up, and you go and meet with Marley... Marley um, is obviously being confused for the queen, and Luca informs us as the player that um, in the past, the queen goes missing, but the hero shows up and saves her. But because the queen has been found or mistaken as Marley, the they stop looking, they for, stop the looking for the actual queen. So her timeline begins to disappear and Marley vanishes. And, um, when she vanishes, you're kind of given this task, like, well, we have to fix this because we messed up time. We have no choice but to fix it. So they start hearing rumors about weird stuff happening at the church. You go to the church and you find out that, um, that the original queen is trapped at the church. You go through the church and you find the queen and you chancellor. find out that the chancellor this whole time is the one who has been keeping her hostage. He's not really the chancellor. He's like he's the chancellor in disguise yeah. because you you eventually do find the actual chancellor. Yeah, he locked in a yeah. chest. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you fight the like fake chancellor. You save the queen. Um. You release the original chancellor, and you go back to the you go back to uh, the castle, and um. Everyone's happy. You know, the queen, the queen's returned and then they find out that Marley was, you know, just mistaken and you go back to your own time. When you return to your own time, the chancellor in current present day is very angry that you, that Chrono had gone off with the, the princess Yes, and they throw him in prison now at this point he didn't even know that she was a princess but all you next thing you know you're in a courtroom and you're being tried because they think you've kidnapped the princess and this is where you find out that the 
that Marley is actually Princess uh, Nadia. Nadia. Yep. Um, you are given a very just and fair trial. And I say that <laughs> I say that honestly, because if you've done things throughout the game up to this point, um, you can actually be proven innocent, like I was, because I knew ahead of time. Don't eat the guy's food. I ate the guy's sure. food. Oh, you did. I stole it. I and tried. You, there, I, you have like so many. You have to get so many in your favor. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many things that that are you've got like witnesses for you. Yeah. And I knew what most of them were. Yeah. Like I, I didn't eat the guy's food. I helped the girl's cat. Um, there was a couple others. Yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head. But anyway, if you do all these things right, and you answer the questions a specific way, then your um, you're proven innocent, and you're you're sentenced to like two days in jail, three days in yeah, jail, something, something like that. Like that. So Chrono gets thrown in jail, and as you're being escorted to your jail cell, the chancellor says, "Yeah, he's to be executed in two days." So, um, you know, Chrono now is like, "Well, his only chance of survival is to escape." I mean, he's not guilty of this, so he escapes from the castle. Did and you know that you could actually wait out your two days or two or three days? Oh, really? Yeah, I. What I was- happens if you do? I was looking it up, and it says... Because it counts down the days when you're in the cell. Yeah, I noticed that. And Luca actually comes in and rescues you. So you don't have to go... You don't uh, have to... Yeah, do you still it, have to fight the tank? Yes, you do oh, have to okay. fight the tank. Um, so in any case, you escape the castle, and on your way out, um, Marley tries to help Chrono by proving... You know, stopping, stopping everything and trying to help him. The Chancellor will not let up, and they push, uh, the Chancellor and all the guardsmen kind of push Chrono and Marley. Is Luca with them at this point? I think so. Maybe not. Um, yeah, because they, they get pushed into another gate. Yeah, they get pushed into another gate, and uh, yeah, because I think Luca opens up the gate. Well, yeah, Luca joins up with you in the cell, so. And that's oh, yeah, that's three right. Yeah, so all three you, of you are together. Yeah. Um, in any case, you get... You get pushed into a gate, and this gate takes you to the distant, distant future. Um, Very bleak. <laughs> you, while you're in the future, you investigate these like dome areas, and uh, they're kind of like houses, kind of like cities, kind of just few very futuristic things. But the world is very desolate. And as you're investigating the domes, you find out that the next gate is actually on the clear other side of the continent that you're on. So you have to make your way through the continent. You meet up with locals, finding out that everyone can survive with these pods. But because the pods are just restoring the body, they're not giving you nourishment. You're still... the All the people there are so hungry. So you do a few things with, like... Um, helping them find uh, find out what's happening in the food cellar, um, and then you help a little girl with like deciding to plant a seed or something. Yeah. Uh, but you eventually make your way to the other side of the area where um, you know where the gate is, but you can't access it because the power is out. So then you go to this. Oh, I think that that's where you find Robo. Mm-hmm. So or Slable, <laughs> however you wanna. Um, but Robo's there. Luca fixes up Robo because he's like broken down. Right, he's just like chilling in this like dome that's been abandoned. Um, when he comes to, he's like, "Oh well, the power's out, so we can't get in this room." 
but I can help you restore the power. So you, he escorts you to the power plant where you go through to turn the power back on. When you do turn the power back on, all of the other robots that are similar to Robo show up and they are calling him defective and they are beating him up. He greets them as friends yeah. and it's really sad to see him get beat up. Actually, Robo's story is kind of sad I, in general. I was curious though, doesn't Lucas say she makes some modifications to him, which kind of makes him free of that like Yeah, because I think programmed mentality. I think Marley mentions something like how do we know that he's friendly? And she, I think she says something like well, robots aren't made to be bad or something like that. In any case, um, all of the other robots call him defective. He it's very he f- he fights all of the robots. Um, your party ends up winning, but he gets almost dismantled. Um, the party that is in the power plant carries Robo back to Luca, and Luca restores him back in that dome. Luca yeah. restores him. And now with the power back on, you can try to enter that room with the new gate. As you're trying to enter that room, Luca's typing on the computer and finds recordings from end of time. And this is where you find out that Lavos, at some point in the past, has come up from the ground and completely destroyed the, the world. Yeah. And left the world in this desolate state that it's in. With this in mind... Luca's like, well, can we do something to fix this? And the party at this point kind of decides to do what they can with this power of time travel yeah. to save the world. So uh, they find the next gate, and the, the new time gate takes them to the end of time. And the reasoning being that because there was four four characters now, Luca, Marley, Chrono, and... S- uh, Robo. <laughs> Robo. I almost did it. I know. <laughs> Slaple? They, uh, they are forced into the end of time because only three people can go through a gate at any given time. So um, they find out that there's an old man here at the end of time, and he can see glimpses of all of time, though he doesn't know the exact details. He kind of gives your party hints as you play the game, kind of in general. So you find out from him that if you want to do anything about the time, you should probably start in the medieval times. So they go to the, back to the medieval times, and um, <clears throat> you start poking around trying to figure out information about Lavos, which we know his name at this point. Right. And you really, more than anything, the biggest the biggest concept there is that there's this war between the monsters, the mystics and the humans, the mystics and the humans. Right. And there's this great war being fought and everyone is looking for the hero and the hero is supposed to have a hero's medal. Well, apparently this little kid had come, come to the King with the hero's medal. But when you talk to the King, the King is like, this little kid is not, I think Cyrus was his name. Yeah. Um, the little kid's not Cyrus, who's supposed to have the medal, but because he had a medal, they think he's the legendary hero. So you go to find this kid, and it, on your way, you um, you help out the troops to cross well, a the bridge. Gate, yeah, bridge. Um, 
where I think you meet Ozzy for the first time, which is Magus's yeah, like right hand. Yeah, because they're man. leading like an attack, and the bridge is <clears throat> like the front lines at the moment. Right. So, um, at this point, the the party knows that Magus is the the, like the lead, lead of the Mystics yeah. and is the one kind of controlling the army, and Ozzy is kind of like a henchman. Um, so your goal right now is really to help the humans fight the mystics because again, they already know the history. They know that Magus gets defeated by the hero. So they're trying to find this hero. You get word that the hero is in this mountain. So you go to the mountain to try and find the hero and you find this little kid who has a hero's medal. He's like um, fighting monsters and like yeah, really terrible. He's, well, he's trying to get the the mythical weapon, the Mazamune. And while you're there, you actually find the Mazamune and you have to f- do a trial fight with Maza and Mune to prove that you're worthy of having the weapon. So you fight them, they prove that you're worthy, they give you the sword. Well, the sword is actually broken and you don't even have all of the sword, you only have the hilt. Um, you leave and you find the little kid back in his house. Um, I don't remember. Tata, yeah. Right, Tata. Right, Tata. He has the medal. He says that he was, um, playing, playing somewhere and he found the medal washed up ashore. So he gives you the medal because you're the one who has the Mazamune at this point. He gives you the medal and you find, I think, don't you come across Frog before this when you go through the um i think there is like a hint to like get you to go i think you play with frog at the church when you're yeah, trying you to do, save the queen you are first introduced to frog because he's searching for queen leanie right who's yeah, the queen yeah. that you're looking for but it's very brief you know you barely have um, which is why we didn't yeah. we just glazed over it um, so in any case you you're really fully acquainted with him at this point right yeah so you you come across frog again even though we didn't mention it before, yeah. but you come across Frog, this this frog who is humanoid in some way. He's a good swordsman, you know, because you've kind of fought with him, and um, he just I don't I don't know. I I guess maybe you would. Oh yeah, there there is a guy in a tavern that says something about the- a frog coming through, talking about the queen and and mumbling something about a Mazamune. So anyway, you find Frog. And you show him the medal, and he kind of goes into a daze. He's not really... He doesn't really want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, he walks off, and you find... You you open up a little chest that's in his house, and you find the other half of the Mazamune. Well, no, no, no. He, uh, he gives it to you... When you show him the Mazamune, because you run into him, oh yeah, you're you right. you show him the medal, and he doesn't want to talk about it. But I think that part's optional. You don't have to go and see him to show him the medal, but you do have to bring the other sword part to him. You have to have the medal. Really, you have to have the medal. And this is the problem. This was the first time I got stuck because I had the Mazamune. I didn't have the medal because I didn't talk to the kid back at his house. Interesting. So, like, I was looking, like, I talked to Frog, and Frog's just like, I have no wish to talk to you right now. So you leave, and it's like, what do you do? Like, I have the Mazamune. I know Frog has the other half. What am I supposed to do? Interesting. So after you get the other medal, you show Frog, and Frog walks away. Well, he's he's covering a, a chest that's in front of him. When he walks away, you open up that chest, and it's the other half of the Mazamune. And you talk to him again, and he's like, oh, 
you have the Mazmune. He's like, what is going on? Why do you have the Mazmune? And then you're like, well, you know, I think you get at this point, you kind of get his backstory where him and Cyrus are trying to fight Magus. Cyrus was like the main, <clears throat> like Cyrus is like the hero. He was like one of the, the lead, um, swordsman for the King. Wasn't yeah, he? he was. Yeah. Um, you find out that him and Frog, whose name is Glenn, yep. um, they kind of grow up together, and Cyrus kind of tucks Glenn under his wing. Uh, Glenn is like this little scrawny kid. He He's not super confident in himself, but he's a really good swordsman, even better than Cyrus. But Cyrus is the one who pursues being a guardsman, and Glenn kind of doesn't care. So... Um, but Cyrus always kind of protects Glenn, yeah. and Glenn, I think, kind of always follows his, follows Cyrus around. Cyrus goes off in search of destroying Magus, and in that search, he's he has to find the Mazamune because legend tells that the the legendary swordsman finds the Mazamune to slay Magus. Well, he goes to find the Mazamune, but he finds Magus instead. He fights Magus and loses. And Glenn just kind of cowers off, and um, Ozzy, who's with Magus at the time, uh, is, the Ozzy's henchman, like yeah. this henchman monster, like um, second hand guy. Yeah. Anyway, Ozzy says, "Well, just kill him, just kill him." And Magus is like, "Nah, I think I'm gonna have some fun, and I'm gonna turn him into a frog." Magus turns him into a frog, and. Uh, Glenn falls to the ground and gets washed up in some water where he loses his metal. You see it and, floating down the waterfall. And that's, that's kind of it. That's kind of where the back story of Frog gets... And, and in your game, his default name is Frog, which is why we'll be calling him Frog, though his real name is Glenn. Similar to Marley and... Um, Princess Nadia. Princess Nadia, yeah. yeah. So, um... With Frog's history out of the way, like his goal is to fight Magus, but he knows that the only way to fight Magus is to restore the Mazamune. So you go back to your own time, I think. Yeah, you find. Uh, oh, at, sorry, go ahead. You find Melchior. Right. So Mel Melchior is like this guy in the festival, and you kind of talk to him, but he's this well known blacksmith. So, yeah. Swordsmith. Yeah. And his name is actually on the hilt of the Mazamune. So you go to him and he's like, oh yeah, I totally know about this. But the only f way to fix it is to find this redstone. And it's made out of this redstone, but you can't find it now. Like, it's a prehistoric stone. Like, there's no way for you to be able to find it. Well, luckily your team is... Uh, time, time traveling travelers. yeah so you just go back to prehistoric times where you run into ayla right is that her yeah, name? Ayla? ayla um when you show up in prehistoric times your party falls off this cliff and there are reptoids. these reptoids <laughs> reptoids reptoids reptars <laughs> they're everywhere <laughs> and they start attacking your party Ayla shows up out of nowhere and just beats the snot out of these guys and chases them off. And she says, hey, you guys are strong. Follow me. So you go back to her village where she is the the chief of this village. And she um, offers to throw you a party because you're the 
the strongest the, in the land yeah. or whatever. The the guest of honor. Right. So you show up to the party and um you talk to her about needing the redstone. And she offers to give Cornel the redstone, but you have to beat her in a soup drinking contest, which I would assume in the uh, in the Japanese version is probably a beer chugging contest. I don't but think we. I don't think my game called it soup. Soup. I one? think they just say drinking. Oh really? It looks like soup, but it's like this it's big bowl soup. of soup. Yeah, I know exactly. Well, you know, Luca in the corner is drinking it, and she actually gets drunk. Yes, I know, and it's yep. hilarious. Well, really, the whole game is kind of like that. There's a lot of censorship in this game. I've noticed, especially with alcohol being involved. A lot of times, there's there's a guy at the at the bar who's like, I really like I really like sugary pop, and it's like really. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, um. Sorry, I'm trying so you throw to... This, we're throwing this party. Yeah, right. Okay, so you're throwing this party. Everyone gets wasted. Um, Chrono wins the drinking contest against Ayla. Um, and Ayla says, I'll give you the redstone, no problem. You guys all pass out at the party. And you wake up the next day. And You have the stone, but your gate key's missing. Yeah, Luca, <laughs> Luca says that her gate key has been stolen. And the obvious people to have stolen it is the rep. The Repturds. <laughs> I don't know why I've been calling them Repturds. I always have. Anyway, they, uh, so you chase them to their, like, little hideout. It's like the maze forest or something. But you find out that Ayla's... their footprints. Yeah. You find out that Ayla's, um, friend... Yeah. Is... Kino. Kino, yeah. Um, actually took the gate key, but... Because he was jealous of Chrono. Yeah, he, you kind of get like hints of it at the party where he's kind of jealous. And he just right. like, I don't see why. So he yeah. took the gate key, but the gate key was actually stolen by the Reptoids, and well, he he took it, and then they took it from him. Right, exactly. Yeah. So now you still have to go and hunt down this key. So you chase him down through this tavern, and you find the queen of all the reptoids i don't what was azela azela something like that yeah you fight her with this huge big um do you fight that the, the dinosaur, dog, yeah. The huge the dinosaur? yeah the dinosaur i don't know why it's a dog in any case you fight her she gives you the the gate key back but she she is like her and ayla are like brutal enemies She's like, so, well, she kind of views Ayla as the the lead of the humans, or she calls them the, the, apes. the apes. Yeah, but she is Azela is the queen of the reptoids or the right. raptors. Yep, <laughs> and and she actually talks proper. Where yeah. like Ayla talks like the the stereotypical prehistoric caveman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in any case, she. She leaves, you don't see her again, and you take the gate key, and you are able to go back to the Middle Ages with the... Well, actually, you're able to take the redstone no. back to get... My bad. I, not important. Going back, you don't fight the dinosaur. You fight the that other, like, buff oh, dinosaur. Oh, yeah, the big Tyrannosaurus yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a pain. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In any case, yeah, I was thinking about... We weren't at the castle. You go to, like, a cave, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fight the big dinosaur in the castle. Anyway, we'll get back to the, yeah, the, the big you dinosaur. You fight a triceratops. Later. Anyway, you still fight the queen, or you run into the queen, and she she gives you back the gate key, but, you know, you know that you're going to fight her again soon. 
in any case, you take the gate key. Now that you have the gate key, you can get the redstone back to um, Melchior. Melchior, who reforges the Mazamune for Frog to equip it to be able to go back to the Middle Ages to fight to Magus. You make your way through Magus's castle. You fi- you have to fight Ozzy first and Ozzy's henchmen. henchmen. Flea and Slash, which is a a reference all to three the of world. them all, yeah. all three of them are references to um metal bands flea slash and ozzy um uh. yeah i know it's 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 cute <laughs> it's kind of cute yeah so you fight them um you actually ozzy um turns herself or himself, himself. into a big ice crystal and instead of like fighting Ozzy, you attack these like little chains lovers. behind him. Well, he uses these lovers throughout the entire yeah, just like castle. Teasing you, yeah. yeah. And then um, you attack a lever, and uh, a hole drops underneath Ozzy, and then Ozzy falls into the abyss. And then you don't even have to fight it, so yeah. like it doesn't even matter. And anyway, um, the you I think at this point you kind of get hints that Magus is trying to summon. Lavos, and you you go and confront Magus, and he tells you why would you break this ritual? I'm trying to get Lavos here, and you know your party is trying to stop. Like because Magus is trying to summon Lavos, your party is trying to stop him from finishing the summons. Um, so you fight Magus, and at the very end. Um, the ground starts to shake and Magus says he's woken and your party gets like teleported somewhere and like the castle kind of deplodes in some way. It like causes a rift. Yeah. Yeah. Like it it causes a gate really a time gate to happen. And it's like a big massive time gate and it, it definitely has something to do with Lavos when your party wakes up, you are in a cave in the middle of this snowy land. Um, you find out later that it is the Dark Ages. Um, basically, the entire world is covered in snow, and it's like the Ice Age, really. Um, you make your way to a cave where you find a teleporter pad. Yep. The teleporter pad takes you up into the sky where it's this lush green land full of like a, like a big city. So as you're investigating the city, you are you, you come to realize that this civilization is very sophisticated and they have wealth of knowledge of magic. And um, the more you talk to them, the more you find out that um, the queen has kind of built this people and her magic and the magic of the mammon machine is... Um, being utilized to keep the ground above the sky, above the the wintry cold. And all of the people there are so thankful of her because obviously she's helping all this. But also the Mammon Machine is like generating so much magic that it's even outpowering their sunstone that they would have normally been using to create this much magic. Um you make your way to the um you keep like climbing up these mountains with these like teleporter pads or right, no you yeah. keep like moving across yeah the you kind of have like you you go from like one side of this like little little island to the other side where you gotta go down you're also finding those people back. 
who are incapable of using the magic. I you don't really find them yet. Really? Yeah, you don't find oh. them yet. You 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 hear about the the non-magic users, yeah. um, but you don't really talk to them yet. Uh, but you do hear that they are those people are specifically helping build the underwater palace. This like under the ocean area um, that's supposed to be magnificent or whatever. But you make your way to the the upper palace, and you come across Scala, Scala. and what's Scala? Sc- Scala and Janus or Janus? I think so. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but they're definitely different, and I think. Janus at one point says something like one of you, one of you one of those among you will perish or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, something weird. Some, yeah. Um in any case, you you find the Mammon machine and um it it interacts with um Marley's pendant. Well, first you see Scala use her pendant. Yeah, and it, it's and somebody says that it looks just like the pendant that that Marley has. So then you go to the mammon machine and it activates Marley's pendant to be the same with this like special power. I think it's like the seal of Zell or whatever. Anyway, so you charge your pendant, you charge your pendant and then you're able to enter the, the The Royal chambers and you go into the Royal chambers and find that Scala has been like, forced into using her magic with the mammon machine and there are others like as you're talking to the folk around they they kind of talk about how scale has been forced a little bit too heavily like definitely causing suspicion causing you to want to figure out what's going on with scala what's going on with the queen what what's going on here right and as you talk to um as you enter the room um, there is a hooded prophet there who says, those are the people that I warned you about. And Scala immediately stops everything and um, basically wipes your party out and throws you in. Is it her that wipes you out or is it the queen? Oh, no. no it's, it's, uh, it's not it's, Scala. It's not the it's, queen. What's it's his name? Uh, yeah, Delton. Del- Delton? Um, in any case. Dalton. 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 His his golems. <laughs> he's got golems. Yeah, he's got golems. And they wipe the like, party out. He's kind of like the prince, but like he's not even not, that. I, he's I more know. like in charge of like all the fancy like equipment stuff. Yeah. And like he's, I, I think I'd more echo him to like the guy who's in charge of like weapons. <laughs> yeah, sure, Heidegger. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he uses these um. Like robotic golems yeah, to, to fight your party. You can win those battles, by the mm-hmm. way. <clears throat> I probably would have if I'd have tried again, but I didn't. I didn't care. So yeah. So, so that- he he wipes your party out, but you wake up in like this floating chamber. And when you wake up, Scala's there with Janus or Janus, Janus whatever. Um, who's this like little boy, by the way? Um, and she wants to help your group out because um her mom who's the queen has uh banished these three wise uh what were they called the wise men or the oh, the gurus the gurus yeah. yeah the she wants your party to go and find the gurus and uh, save them so um 
you you're <laughs> as as she's trying to free you um the prophet shows up and tries to stop her well they come to a compromise where she will free the party but the party has to be banished from this time so they go to a gate and the party gets sent through the gate and the gate gets sealed Scala is very sorrow, sor- sorrowful because she has to do this, but it's the only way for her to be able to move forward. The party gets sent to somewhere. You get sent back to... I believe you get sent back to the future because you need to get the ring. Right. Yeah, you're right. So you get sent back... Well, there's something else that you have to do in... Mm. You probably get sent back to the end of time, and he tells you of the like rumors of a machine to travel time or something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yep, that's and you're that right. sends you back. So you go, you yes. go to the future because now you have the pendants to be able to open up those futuristic doors yeah. with the pendants. Anyway, you make your way through there, and you find, um, you find a room that's sealed and inside is the guru of something the, the guy who does wisdom all the or something and stuff, yeah um and he you don't really find him as much as you find like a recording of him new. he's yeah he's he's, he's in, programmed his intelligence into this new which is like, like a, a little monster like a little blueberry thing. monster yeah and the new like goes around and like does the things he's been programmed to do, but you get the recording of the guy. Right. I can't remember what his name was, though. I don't either. It was something like Mel- Mel- Melkor or something. No, Mel- Melchior is the yeah, other but guy. They're like similar a- in names. Balthazar? Balthazar? Balthazar, yeah. Something like that. I don't know. They're really <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. The point is that you get you get the time machine to help you travel through yeah. time the the catch is with the time machine is is it's like stationary to some degree it like, like it'll, it'll fly up and down but like that's it yeah and it'll time. teleport you to different time periods but in that same spot right sure so you go back <clears throat> in my game it's called the age of antiquity but you have to go back to where Scala is right so you go back you go back there and you um. You go find the uh, queen again. No, you're trying to find the the other guru up on that mountain where you fight the oh, really yeah. big guy. Because like your whole goal is to um save that guy. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll have to look up their names because I don't remember. Look. But um Yeah, so you travel up this mountain to try and find this guru. I think it's the guru of like peace or something like that. And all these people of were reason. the ones, huh? The gurus of reason, maybe. maybe? Balthazar. Balthazar, yeah, that's the. That's the the guy, known as the guru of reason. Okay. He. Uh, and Melkor is one of them. Melchior and Gaspar is Gaspar. the guy at the end of time. Who's so? Who's the one that you save on the on the tow, on the? Is that Melchior? Is that the one that you save on the? I, I think believe it is. it's. Uh, no, I think you're saving Balth- Balthazar because eventually he gets thrown into a gate oh, and that sends right. him into the yeah, future. You're right. you're right, you're right. So, in any case, you travel up this mountain and you rescue him. And he's like encapsulated in 
ice or something like that. Um, and with his aid, you're able to get back to the palace and talk to um, the queen, the queen who travels down. And, and you also find out that the under the, the under of the ocean palace. palace is complete. So you find your way to the queen. The queen teleports down into the palace. So you follow after her. Um, and the palace is like this big lava area. You make your way through there and you confront the queen who is very upset that you keep interrupting her. Um, she uses the mammon machine and Scala to activate Lavos. And like, that's her ultimate goal is one to become immortal, but also to summon Lavos and kind of be one with Lavos. Um, and using Scala's magic abilities, she activates the Mammon Machine, and the Mammon Machine like has this connection with Lavos in some way, and Lavos becomes active and live. Because he's like in the earth's he is like yeah he's in the earth's core and you don't really understand that until a little bit later so after um after the core gets disrupted um after lavos gets disrupted you actually go down to meet lavos face to face and he's like this big porcupine creature um, it's he, like a shell. I yeah, wouldn't call it a porcupine. I I've always thought that he would look like a porcupine. Uh, I mean, there's like the spines are because they are spines, but it's like a big giant shell. Yeah, he's it's very strange. I will say <laughs> he's very strange. Very strange. Um, he wipes out your party right out of the gate. Um, the prophet shows up and tries to stop. Lavos as well, and he reveals himself to be Magus. And he says that the only reason he's there is to stop Lavos from doing anything because he knows that in his he knows that Lavos is the the cause of everything. And so he's there to stop Lavos and he gets pushed back. Chrono stands back up and just gets uh obliterated. Yeah, he gets ripped apart. Yeah, he does. Um, Then a time warp shows up and everyone gets, I don't know, like like time distorts and things are weird and you wake up on a plane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's, oh yeah, the floating islands. What? There was something that had to do with the floating island. Remember that? The floating mountain? Um, That was like chained to the earth and you like me later is it later Mm -hmm. Mm. because i just remember it being this big deal where it like the chains break off and then it like falls to the earth actually i believe that does happen because lavos is awakened the palace rises and i think it like disrupts everything no there was there's something else well like when Lavos wakens up, the the sky palace falls. But there, this this mountain on the chain has something to do with. I think that maybe that was the mountain that you climbed to meet with yeah. um, Balthazar, Balthazar or whatever. In any, in any case, you meet with Lavos. Chrono dies, and the party wakes up on a plane. Uh, you make your way through the plane's like engine. You have to get your equipment back because you've been 
captured and all of your equipment's gone. You trace down your equipment and you confront Delton, who is like the captain of this plane who's flying through the sky. Uh, but you find out that he's actually captured the your time machine and he's equipped it with wings and has completely changed the... Uh, the... But he keeps saying it's going to be his throne. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was so dumb. Um, he he's equipped the the time machine with wings, and he's flying through the air. And your party jumps onto the time machine, fights Dalton and his um golems. His, golems. his golem twins. Yeah, <laughs> and then you take the time machine back, and you're able to like freely fly around yeah. the continents now instead of just being sedentary. So now you have full control over all of the continents, all of the world in every time zone or every time period. Yeah. Um, and you can freely move between all of them and talk to people. At this point, the the pal- you find that the palace has risen, the underwater palace has risen up out of the ocean and is floating through the sky from the dark ages clear up to the future. And because Queen Zell is like the she she's immortal now and she is one with Lavos. So at this point you could accept the fact that Chrono's dead and fight the queen, which I'm sure gives you some different ending. Um, or you can, I I don't know. I don't know. Can you, I, can you fight Lavos though? Probably. Probably. There's a lot of different endings I think you can get. Yeah. So in any case, you, uh, you for for most of us we want to save chrono and so you, you find that there there perhaps is a way you're you're instructed to go talk to gaspar at the end of time and he talks to you about the chrono trigger yes the which namesake is, of the yes, game <laughs> which is an egg it is which i thought was weird that they would call an egg a chrono trigger but I don't know. In any case, it's an egg. But you need... It It somehow is supposed to warp time to fill in time gaps or something like that. But it's gotta be done right in a way that you gotta have, like... What is it, like, a strong, like, desire or something to want to save this person or something? Because yeah. he kept saying as a disclaimer, it might not work. Right. But right. it was, like, their only hope at that point. Right. But they have to find... um. Uh, basically, they need to find. They have a, to find all the things. They yeah. have to find all. They have to have the right circumstances to be able to work. And um, who is it? Is it him that talks about needing a clone? I believe so. That I think that they say he says that you have to find a clone of the person that you want to bring back. You need the Chrono Trigger. And you need to go to that that death exact. peak or whatever, yeah. whatever it was. Um, so the only place to get a clone of Chrono is to win the um, the like the like mini game yeah. at the fair in modern time. So you go to the you go to the fair, you win a Chrono clone. Um, you take that with your egg to this mountain, this very specific mountain. And and I think that's at the end of time too, or no, it's in the, the, it's just outside the dome where Belfazar is. 
In any case, you go up there and you offer the the chrono trigger to the mountain. <coughs> you offer you offer the chrono trigger to the mountain. The chrono trigger flies into the sky, breaks apart, and nothing happens until an eclipse shows up. And this eclipse causes time to warp. And you're sent back to a frozen state just before Chrono gets obliterated by Lavos, where you're able to switch Chrono with the clone and return back to your own time. So from, from the player's perspective, back when that happened, nothing happened. Like Chrono showed up and was just blown away by Lavos. But in reality... Chrono shows up, gets swapped with the clone, and the clone, or this doll, really, it's just like right. a doll, gets obliterated by Lavos. <clears throat> so, Chrono is now safe and sound with the party. Um, in the meantime, like, before, I think before you get Chrono, even, you have this opportunity to fight Magus. Oh, yeah, with- you do have to confront him, because... You you decide what you need to do, and your party actually goes up somewhere and sees Magus. And like I think, I think Frog might be have to be in your party. I don't know, but in any case, um, Frog has the option of fighting him or just settling well, it, it it's, peacefully. It's basically Magus. Magus says that he is Janus or Janus. Janus that. Um, that Scala is his sister, and his whole point of summoning Lavos was to destroy Lavos for killing or something to his sister. And he's trying to save his sister. Like that is his intent through this whole thing. That all that that we as the player interrupted him from summoning Lavos, so now he can't get his revenge. And so you have this option to fight him again, and if you fight him, you end up killing him, and then he's gone. If you decide not to fight him, you can walk away from that fight, and then he asks to join you in your hunt to take down Lavos. And obviously, that's the better option, because <laughs> more party members is always better, and Magus is awesome. Yeah. Did you play with him in your party? Uh, A little bit. Not much, but a little bit. I normally, when I get Magus, he's like number one. Yeah. Because Magus <laughs> is awesome. But this time around, I didn't. Because the rest of my party members were like so perfect. I'm you like, I'm like not going to. Yeah, I had a flow. Thing, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, routine. so you get Magus for your party. And then you do the whole Chrono stuff. Um, once Chrono is in your party and the Black Omen is in the sky... You really only have one option, and that's to fight. Well, your your next main goal is to fight Lavos. Although, no, there's something else that happens when because you find out about Lavos falling from the sky, like at some point, because you go to the Reptor yeah, um, Palace. I think, I think that's just before. Maybe I that's when you're trying to get you the time back. machine. It's one of those things that. It might be. I think it's one of those like side things that you do to get to the point where you are. I think it's... Well, to fill in the gaps, the history of Lavos is he travels interstellarly from planet to planet, absorbing all of the planet's energy. And that's what he does. Yeah. 
and he creates spawns to go off and do the same thing. So basically, he and his spawns are destroying the universe planet by planet and absorbing all of the life and moving on. Um, Evil. <laughs> right. And when you're in the prehistoric times, you actually see Lavos fall from the sky and enter the Earth. And um, then, like, in the future time, he's drawn enough energy to be able to... Finally awaken. Awaken yeah. and destroy the Earth. And then, you know, that's kind of where Zell... Um, Zeal, Queen, Queen Zeal comes in, and she's she wants to be one with Lavos to be able to live forever, and you know, right, be one with yeah. him. The reality is, she is kind of being possessed by Lavos in some manner, and I think she's just going crazy. Yeah, as they do. Yeah. <laughs> um. So your party really is just like you have to fight Lavos to save the world. You're offered a ton of like side quests that you can do um, at this point in time. Yeah, they you actually can go to the end of time, and Gaspar will tell you, like this is. He'll give you hints. He, well, I think he says like this is it. You can go fight Lavos, but there's also this other stuff because he gets these like whispers of time. Yeah, and he gives you hint for each character's like side story. Um, but then also you can decide how you want to confront Lavos, which is cool because there's like three or four different options. There's a lot of different options. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can, uh, well, uh, did you do a lot of the side quests? Or did you... I did all of the side quests. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So most of the side quests are pretty straightforward. Um, it's nothing like, like. It's kind of just like tying up loose ends of the characters' yeah, backstories. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's nice that you have that. Like, you don't have to if you have no interest in say like Ayla or something. You don't have to do that. I don't think. I don't think Ayla has one. Yeah, Ayla's Ayla's whole like story is wrapped up with like the rip the reptards yeah. and when you fight the queen for the last time, like that's it. Like you yeah, go you go to the palace and you fight the the reptard queen. Turd. And that's it. Yeah. Like you're the dominant race at that point. Well, like you get to learn stuff that, like about Luca and her mom because her mom. You find out her mom can't like walk. <laughs> yeah, when when you're out and about, you kind of realize that Luca's mom has got some sort of deformity or something. Did you know you could save her? I did. Yeah, I did save her. Did you save her? I did save awesome. her. Awesome. I, I never. I didn't. I didn't even know until this gameplay that you could save her, and it took me like two or three tries to get it right, but I did it. Um, it's the side quest where you replant the forest. Yeah. You actually have a slumber party in the forest. Yep. And during that slumber party, Luca wakes up and there's a random time portal there where it's she... like red. Yeah. And usually she, it's blue. She goes through this time portal and has this flashback of that time that her mom got trapped in a machine. And present day Luca is able to stop the machine before her mom gets um her, her legs yeah. get sucked in yeah it's it's terrible <laughs> terrible accident it sounds I, honestly I have this mini panic like that's terrible oh I know my gosh. and when it happens even like you walk out into that room and she's like oh hey the you know hanging out with with yeah. Luca or whatever and the machine fires on and she's like my my dress is stuck and she's slowly, <laughs> slowly getting <laughs> sucked into the machine and like you have a mini panic attack yeah. like oh my gosh what i like about that 
cutscene is that at the time, Luca has no interest in, like, the machines and the science-y stuff, which I think yeah. is funny. Well, I think that... <laughs> it turns it... That yeah. whole thing turned it around. Right. But, you know, it just really impacted her as a character, which is yeah. nice to... It's a nice mini character development, I guess. I mean, it's not mini comparatively for her life, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's it's interesting. For me, I was able to save her. So, like, if you read all of the little hints around yeah. the house, you get the idea that... It, there's there's a there's one from her dad that says in case of an emergency the code the passcode is my wife's name, and you can tell the her the wife's name is uh, Laura or something like yeah. that, and you go up to the machine and it says enter passcode and you could type it in 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 your, your controller controller to put in the passcode. There's a very specific way you have to do it. I can't remember now off the top of my head how. But when I did it, I had to try two or three times to get it right because you have to do it just right. Do you get something for saving her? Just a different storyline. Oh, know, I see. You don't get anything different. Well, I, the best thing out of that whole thing, which I used, was the what happens after you leave that time frame and you meet up with Sleep with Sleeple. Sleeple. Robo. Robo. What's funny is, is I called him Robo the entire time, but every time I'm with you, I call him Sleeple. <laughs> So, yeah, you you get back from your little time in Luca's uh, weird like time flashback. trip. It's kind of it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's weird. And Robo shows up and is like, you know, hey, all this time that I've spent um, plowing the fields, I've been compressing this crystal. Sap. Oh, yeah, is that what it, that's yeah. what it was, sap. I've been compressing the sap for 400 years under immense pressure to give you this. And it's this, like, pendant. And, you know, she, obviously her and Robo have this, like, connection. Yeah. And it's just, it's a sweet little it gesture. Really and the, the item that he gives you is, like, this auto life um, item. Did it save you a lot or something? Because, like, I never times, used it. It helped me in the cases where, like... Because a lot, especially near the end, because it's pretty much you're at the end right. by that point. Um, I would have a move cast on me that would kill two of the three characters. But if I had auto life, that meant two of my yeah. my characters were still alive. And there was more opportunity to recover from that. That's true. Yeah, I never, I never used it. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I usually if I was having a problem with a boss, I was either not doing something right or... Um, I was just like being stupid. I, so like I or or my characters were dying so often that it was like what's the point, you know, in having a one-time re-raise when I could just I did keep have doing life. I had a lot of help with a bit of guide help, sure. but honestly I was a lot more in tune with my equipment through this game right. than I think I I'm like normally I'm just equipping the strongest. We're here I was being a little more like, what's absorbing what, and what is defending what. And I was a little more conscious about it, and that was Sure. But yeah. The, I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about Do you remember what it was called then. in your game? No. Mine was something weird like the Green Dream. Like they, Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. they renamed a lot of different things in my game. Did they? Yeah. yeah. So, um, in any case, you do a bunch of side quests. You can, like, refight Ozzy. Um there's uh yeah, you could tie up glenn's past a little bit yeah you can go back to um 
there's there's a cave in one of the areas the where rainbow you, shell yeah you can yeah. do the rainbow shell stuff um just a bunch of basically it's a bunch of stuff to one prolong like give the yeah. the game more life give you a little backstory on stuff um give you a chance to level up give you a chance to get some awesome items yeah. i kind of went through this really really fast so like it the like I got a new sword for Chrono, and like I do another side quest, yeah, and I got a better, better sword one. for Chrono, and it's like, why? Why did I go throw that trouble? Right. Um. You also though, <laughs> one of your many options of when you finally decide that you're ready to to end the game, um, you can actually one of the main ways, like the true way, I guess if you will, is you go through the Black Omen that's been floating, but you can go through it three different times. Really? Yeah, because they're in two, three different timelines. Oh, I guess. So if you make your way back, you can actually fight it in each time yep. zone. Interesting. I didn't know that. See, my brain was like, okay, the Black Omen shows up in the Dark Ages, so I want to fight it in yeah. the Dark Ages and kill it all the way up. But I, it never even crossed yeah. my mind to work my way backwards. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's how I did it. So I, I went through the Black Omen in the Dark Ages and yeah, confronted Qu Queen, Queen Zell. Zeal. Um, and honestly, that was kind of just like... a. It was just interesting. It was interesting to like the the final fight was really interesting. It was a very different fight. The like the Black Omen as a dungeon was really long and I don't know, like there wasn't much story development in there at all. Like it was just a weird thing. I don't know. It, yeah, I agree. It was not as intra Well, I want to say it wasn't as interesting as some of the, there were some pretty boring dungeons, but right. like I think it was okay. You fight like a few different bosses in it, and they're like mini bosses, basically, which is interesting too. I suppose. I think it was just more of a here's this unique looking dungeon and a bunch of strong enemies to help you get ready for your final yeah, fight. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because by the time I was done, like I was pretty yeah, beefy. yeah, <laughs> I was. Um, I think it's good too. Like you're building up this, like it's a serious place, right, yeah. and you know it's kind of just setting the tone for. Because of course you don't want to just be able to, like the others where you can go through like a bucket, just stroll up to the end boss. If you're wanting to build up this, I don't know story. Because like I went through, I powered through, yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna beat everyone up. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. So yeah, I I think it worked in a way. Mm -hmm. And. What's neat is the Black Omen really is your gateway to Lavos, because after you fight the Black Omen, you're teleported directly down to Lavos himself. Yeah. You fight the Lavos shell, and then you walk into Lavos's shell, where you can fight the Lavos core like system. Like him, basically. You know, yeah. Like the true Lavos. Yeah. And that's where, you know, that's where the end game stuff is. But, like, you could alternatively wait until you can just use the bucket at the end of time yeah. where you confront Lavos and skip you the Black Omen altogether. You can almost use that almost immediately. As soon yeah, as you get to the end of time, you can really... Right. Yeah. No, I, I think once Chrono dies. Oh, really? I think that's the oh. soonest you can do it. Because um, that's when you can f go through the Black Omen, is right after Chrono dies, when the Black Omen is in the sky. Because I think at that point, the main storyline's pretty much over. Yeah. It's just 
finish the game. Yeah. And so that's where all the multiple endings come in. So, like, depending on when and where you fight Lavos and what party members you have when you fight him and if you've saved Chrono or not when you fight him, you get all these different endings. Also, if you die while fighting Lavos, you get a different ending. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's a lot of scenarios where things could be different. I didn't go through and explore all of them. Mine was basically, I saved Chrono, I went to, um... You had, like, the true ending. Yeah, I, I yeah. really, I feel like I did, Me yeah. too. So, um, after you, f- you go through and you find the Lavos, like, shell, you enter his shell, you fight the Lavos core, or I mean, the... Cell? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, Cell from Dragon Ball Z. He really does. He and, does. And it makes sense. It's the same artist, yeah. so it kind of makes some sense. Then um, you fight the Lavos core, which is the true Lavos. I you can die, you know, like seven times, and then <laughs> finally beat him. Yeah, that would be fine. Uh, but once you finally do get him down, um, the the world is just at peace. Um, Chrono and Marley go back, and the they go back to the. They go back to their own time zone where all of the kings of all of the different time... The dumbest part I know. of the entire game. Luca has somehow managed to gather all of the kings and leaders of all the different time um, timelines or time They're eras. basically saying goodbye. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but like... Time's already altered. Why further alter it this way? I know. What a terrible idea. How I irresponsible. <laughs> Um, all of the kings show up and, um, you know, they, they congratulate Chrono for a job well done. Really, Chrono being you, the player. Yeah. Congratulate you on a job well done. And you go to the Moonlight Festival, which is at the, uh, the Carnival Grounds. Yeah. Um. The Millennium Festival? Yeah, the Millennium Festival. That only happens once a millennium, so. No, I think that they call it, like, the Moonlight... Oh, maybe it's the Moonlight Parade? Oh, yeah, 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 the parade, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Because it is at night. Yeah. And they're all the dancing ladies. And like, yeah, the dancing ladies. And all the little girls are, like, blowing kisses And, or like, something. seriously, the dancing ladies are only in this part of the game. Like, they're literally nowhere else. Their animations were really cool. I was really I disappointed. Like, this could have been used elsewhere. I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. In any case, um, you go back to the Millennium Fair, and they, you have this big celebration for Chrono, and the big celebration for the Millennium, and uh, you go back to... You go back to the very back where Luca is, uh, where her time machine normally is, and you kind of say goodbye to all of your friends who are going back to their own time time. The saddest part of the game. I know. <laughs> um, everyone kind of goes back and does their own thing, and they all you know take their kings with them. Um, they all kind of say their last farewell to Chrono. Um, Chrono's mom shows up and like decides to go in. Oh no, Chrono's mom is giving you crap for not feeding the cat. And the, cat, um, the like, cat goes through the time machine and gets sucked into time wherever it's going. His mom goes and his in. mom goes and does the same thing. Well, Lucas says that the energy for all these time gates is running out, and when the t- when the Chrono's mom goes through it, the time gate collapses. And they were the, going to talk about dismantling the the re, the, yeah, the, the, the time machine. Well, 
they're all like, well, Cornell's mom is gone. What are we going to do now? And it's like, well, just use the time machine. <laughs> so they all jump back in the time machine and they travel back into time to try and find Cornell's mom. Did you see the flashbacks like with the characters and they see the re in the background? The, yeah. the epoch? Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, you see like um, Robo and his girlfriend. You see them. Oh, yeah, like on a mountain or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, which we didn't talk about at all. It's uh, it was part of a side quest. It was yeah. It was just a side quest where you go into this. Uh, it's the fight the mother brain. It's the factory where the robots are all made, and yeah, you got to fight the mother the mother brain of all the robots. Where you see like Robo's girlfriend. Well, they're like, and she like gives them processing the people. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. terrible. It's terrible. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, like. You you do see all the characters kind of doing their own thing. Like Magus is like f- just flying through space, trying. Well, I think he's Magus looking says for Scala, looking, which I'm sorry. I wanted to know too. <laughs> Same. Like, yeah, I want to know what happened to her too. And I remember thinking, that's the last time you see Scala is at the the Labos part where you rescue Kronos. So what happened to her? Right. Yeah. <laughs> She's just is gone. I don't know. It's weird. It's it's a weird loose end. Um. But yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the end of the game. Like, you know, you're flying through back through time. You oh. know, like the the story continues in some way. In my game, which you know, I'm sure now, but um, if you have the the full motion videos yeah. with this, you actually see an ending scene too with uh Chrono and Marley getting married, and you see like you see all your party members, don't you? Yeah. So they have that's like its own cutscene of all the FMV. Yeah. yeah, where where you kind of get a a little bit more from all the yeah. characters. Like you said, you see Chrono and Marley getting married. You see Luca with like a mini Robo. So cute. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, you see Frog, who's transformed into his original body. Um, you see Goku. Goku. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Chrono does look a lot like he Goku. He does. It's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just like little sn- snippets, nothing. It's nice, major. It's, but it's yeah, a it nice is. tie up to the end. Like yeah. if you're wanting like a cutscene, like that was a good cutscene. Yeah, and have. it was, and it and it really did fulfill yeah. that desire. It filled in that void. Yeah. <laughs> it needed a it little was more. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the end of the game. Long winded for sure. Um, what did you think about the story? Now that we've told the story, what did you think about it? I mean. I mean, overall, it was a really good story. What, what did you give it for a score? Um, I gave it a ten out of ten. There was there was things I desired to know more about, but when the game when we first played this game, it kind of left things open for like, will there be a second game right. and that kind of stuff. And the like, when we were complaining about them bringing all the the leaders and stuff together in one room it was dumb i'll admit but like that's to be expected when you're talking about storylines with dealing with time yeah so i think overall solid story i completely agree when i was first going through the game i've i kind of felt like you don't know anything about chrono and i understand that that was a very intentional direction to go in but like being that he's the main character 
all I want is to know more about him. Yeah. Like, all you really know is that he lives with his mom and a cat. Like, that's all you know. And, you know, it leaves me for that desire for more. But the more you play and the more you project yourself onto Chrono, the more it's like, that doesn't matter. Though, I do have to say, more as a nitpick than anything else, is that I do want more. Like, yeah. I want to know more about, you know all the characters and what happens at the end like they left it so open-ended yeah it could be it could be a whole nother game and you know there is more story kind of there and the way that they tie it into chrono uh chrono cross or yeah, yeah chrono cross um but for the game as it is there's loose ends that you kind of want to know more about um I, I but i mean it also <sighs> makes you think like it it makes your mind think because playing this game, messing with several different timelines, for one thing, time has obviously changed. They even say that at the end, like they do, yeah. When they're going to the future, it's gonna be a completely different future yeah, that they're well, going back that, to. That was the problem that Luca had with sending Robo back. Like, she knows that if Robo goes back, his timeline might be It might erased. not be there, yeah. So like he doesn't know what he's going back to. All he knows is that it's going to be a completely different future because Lavos never destroyed it, which is what his timeline is. Right. is like the post Lavos apocalypse. So like, you know, yeah. with that being erased, what kind of future is there for him? And like, I want to know, I right. want to know, I want to know how frog turned back into a human again. I want to see that. Yeah. That was and one I, of the things I, I really, really kind of feel see. like that the game could have been extended more to include some of these things. But on the flip side where they left, it was kind of a sweet spot. Yeah. And like, you know, Lavos is gone. The world is saved. And I really felt that sense of urgency with Lavos. Like, yeah, you know, to some degree, yeah, not a big deal because he spans across all time. Like really, if Chrono and the group wanted to, they could fly to, you know, the the Middle Ages and live out their time. They live right. out their life and they yeah. don't have to experience the that apocalypse. Really, it's just That really does make the difference. It's kinda like like his mom at the end going into the like that's terrible, but like that would have been whatever. Because right. Lavos was really for everyone, the entire planet, every right. single person living. And so, you know, there's, yeah, there's more urgency in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I, the only thing I really kind of wrote down that would maybe be bad was there was a lot of like kind of fetch quests. But they kind of made up for it by, like, when you finish some things, they automatically teleported you back to where you needed to yeah. be, which was sweet. It was nice. <laughs> it was nice. Um, I don't know. I I understood the concept of the fetch quest. Like, well, I felt like the reason you were, like, like going to get the Mazamune. You're there to find the Mazamune. Right. Like, that's your quest. And, yeah, it's kind of a fetch quest, but, like, the reality is... It has so much to do with the story right. that it, well, it makes sense. You traveling between time periods, that's the whole point mm -hmm. of the game. So it makes sense for some of these things. Like I said, this is just well, nitpicking. Well, even as far as like going, 
like at one point you have to travel through the um the sewer to get to the other continent in the future area and like you know it's not even really a fetch quest as much as it is just like you have to get from point a to point yeah. b and this is the only way i guess i was more or less thinking of like like the beef jerky you have to get oh, beef yeah. jerky to like to the front lines but you got to go back and forth between the castle and the bridge and dealing with family drama or whatever it's just it's those little things which again there really wasn't even that many but there was still that back mm. and forth thing it's just like uh you know then going to the other time period going back into back then back to the time period you were in and honestly i f- thought that those were fun but again that's I, the point of the game right. really is you're it's going just, between it's, periods it's really cool to see the game manipulate itself when you change something in the past and see yes. how that affects the future. That and I really loved cool. that concept. Like some of the, um, uh, some of the side quests that are completely optional, but like you can, you can go into the past and get tools and bring them to the future for, Oh no. It's, you bring it the, from it's the, the, tools around, from yeah. the future. Bring the, them to the, the guy, past. the guy in the past has lost his, t- his tools were stolen so you go into the future and get the tools from his, like, potentially his yeah. descendant. Um, get his tools, because he's busy getting drunk. So you get his tools, take him back into the past to be able to fix this castle. It's just so cool how these things... And then once the castle's fixed, then you go back to the future and find that the castle's well, been fixed. And it's You can just, change some of so them smart. to be, like... Um, one of the mayors in the present is, like... He's like, I'm filthy rich. Yeah. And you can change it by talking to his wife, I think, and making her more humble. You give her something and she's more humble. It's the jerky. Is it the jerky? Yeah, that jerky does everything. (laughs) Yeah, you you go into the past. Okay, so he's. Okay, let's see. It's the Moonstone one. It's the Moonstone side quest. You, You get the Moonstone. And you place it in the distant past and watch it develop through the ages. But at some point, it, like, disappears. You find out that it disappears during the um, the common, the 1000 AD or whatever, the common era, present day. Yeah. And you go and you find out that um, the greedy... Um, the greedy mayor? The greedy mayor has it. Because his it's house like is, like, shining, sparkling. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you, you talk to him and he's like, you know, this greedy guy and he's not going to give you the moonstone. So you go back into the past and there's a lady there who's like, um, you know, my, my, I'm, I'm really, I really need some food for some new recipes or something. So you give her some jerky and she's like, well, how much do you want for it? If you just give it to her, she will raise her kids. She will raise her kids to be humble. And so when you go back into the, when you go back to the present time, he has converted to this humble mayor Yeah, and you talk to him and he's like, Oh, a moonstone. Yeah, here you go. And then that's it. Like you just, it's just this cute little like thing. Yeah. Well, and it shows you like you are really messing with time. Yeah. Um, the chests, the like you you can there's like several black chests throughout the game that you can finally unlock when your pendant's charged, and if you talk to them in the past and choose not to open it, you can go to the future and get an upgraded version of it, and then go to the past again and open it and get that one. Huh. So you really I, are manipulating think, time. Yeah, I don't think I did that. I, I mean, again, I, I was that. using a little bit of a guide there for a while. Yeah, but no, that it, makes sense. It, 
It is very interesting. And like I said about the Black Omen, manipulating time in your favor, it really makes you think. Yeah, it does. It's it's cool. It's, it's such a clever... This is the only game so far that I've played that has used time travel in... A decent way. Right. Yeah. In, in, in a way that makes sense, in a way that is easy to understand. Yes. Easy to keep track of. When I played Final Fantasy XIII 2, we haven't played it for the podcast, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I did. I have played mm-hmm. it. And it jumps around timelines so much, by the time you finish, you're like, what? Yeah. Like, you're just jumping around timelines all over the place, and it's it gets confusing. Like, they, they do an okay job at keeping it straight, but nothing like Chrono Trigger. Like, Chrono Trigger just does it well. Yeah. And, you know, you see those, you because you have the time machine, you see those immediate impacts. Like, you drop Sleeple off to help that girl yeah. plant the forest. They just hop you, in the time machine. And yeah, <laughs> and, and he even says that. He's like, for you, it was just a, a hop in the time yeah. machine. For me, it's been 400, 400 years. years of hard labor, you know, working on this forest. It's just, it's such a clever use of the mechanic that you can't help but appreciate it. <laughs> I had, I'm going to call it a problem. I had a problem with something, but I did not let it affect my score only because when you're dealing with time like this, there's always plot holes because there's so many different things that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. But I didn't understand why the king didn't already know about Chrono. In the present. Yeah. Because, like, they made it a big deal to, like, pay, like, he has, like, his own dish named after him and stuff. And, like, I, I don't know if you notice that or not when you go to, like, you run around. Anyway, um, like, they, they make it a point of remembering, like, the heroes and stuff. And, like, then, of course, you, you meet up, all of you guys, at one time period, and it's just... That part is, like, mind-boggling to me, because, like, then, of course, you want it to be the present king should know, but he's so quick to throw you into jail. And, I mean, you deal with the king, and, like, he's got his own, like, Marley's side quest is really rekindling their what's dead between them. But I I feel like it could have been a little more cleverly plotted in a way that when it made sense like that was the one thing that just kind of boggled my mind like this already happened he should know who we are so yeah, I, don't know. I i agree it could have been written in a way that like only okay. marley's allowed into the castle and only because she's mistaken for the queen so when you walk in like Sneak in the middle in. in the middle ages when you walk in you're walking in only as marley because she's the only one who has access to the castle you know like I little think, things that they could have worked around i think it almost would have been it would have been an easy write off but if to just been like you know i realize that this is going to affect the passage of time we're not going to this is well, an unspoken Thing. I don't know. I Something. To some degree, though, they also have things like obscure possibilities. So, like, Luca talks about how she knows from the history books of this hero showing up to slay Magus. Well, from their way, from their perspective, that hero should have been Cyrus, but it was just 
the hero in quotes. So like there is no name associated to that hero. It could it could have been Chrono this whole time. I always just assumed it was that Frog was eventually supposed to go slay Well, Magnus. either either way, either way. Yeah. Um it's the hero. There it's it's not yeah. a named person. So therefore it can be under any guideline it wants to be. It's just that the hero shows up and slays Magus with the Mazamune. So like from from that perspective, not knowing who Chrono is isn't that I much suppose, of a surprise. But then they made it a big deal to like save the rainbow shell through the, yeah. and they like stored it away for like a certain time or something. Yeah, it's no, like, that that's true. Yeah, I, I again, like you would think that the plaque on the door would say "Save until this day yeah. for Chrono." You know, I, I guess it's just it would have been so easily like we're not going to speak about this, but we will make sure it's saved through the time. You know, mm. something just yeah. Again, even if it was just a lame excuse of writing it off, I it was the only thing that really was sitting in the back of my mind, like, why or, wasn't this talked about? Or to approach the king and say, you know, for reasons Yeah. For reasons we can't disclose our names or something, you know, just something clever to yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it would have been really simple, but mm-hmm. again, like it when you're dealing with this kind of like timeline so there's always something like it doesn't always line up because there's just it's like the butterfly effect like everything it really will be a completely different thing one thing has changed yeah i mean i still kept it a 10 out of 10 because it's amazing they did they did justice to their side characters they all really had a good shelled out story the only thing that I really would have liked to see, like I said earlier, was what happened to Scala and what. When did Frog get changed? Did he ever yeah, get changed? Because like in the original, he yeah, is in never. My, in my version, there is no. You know, you would assume that that would be a quest that he would want to go on. Is how do I change myself back? Why didn't Magus change him back? <laughs> right. Like now they're like friends and stuff. I way. really would have appreciated it if it had been. You can join because you you confront Magus near the end, and he can join your party, or you can kill him, and it would be justified of Frog staying Frog if you killed him. But if he joins your party, the stipulation is you've got to change him back. Or in Frog's side quest where you deal with the ghost of Cyrus, have you seen the? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, when you deal with the ghost of Cyrus, to you know, you know when you confront when you when you go to his like tomb. his tomb yeah. and there's like this big thing where the Mazamune transforms yeah, into the mega that Mazamune been or whatever. A great opportunity. To be like boom the Mazamune is full blown but also Frog is now a human. Like it wouldn't have been that big of a deal to transform his character back into his character. Like I don't They're know. Really, you know, I think that would have been a really great opportunity because when he was with Cyrus, that's when he, Cyrus died and he was changed mm-hmm. into a frog. That would have been a great redeeming. And it would have been just a side quest. Yeah, it was optional. Optional thing. Stayed. I mean, they had so many other optional things. Right. That would have been just a great, like, and a part of Frog's side quest is getting him changed back. It really yeah. would have sealed it a lot more. Yeah, right. But, again, it's... For, for what they've given us... I mean, that was what sides. Yeah. Right, yeah. All all this stuff we're we're really nitpicking. I mean, I have to. I gave it a ten out of ten. I, it's a fantastic. Yes, yes. There are a few plot holes, but for the story that they gave us, yes, beautifully done, beautifully written. Fully enjoyed it all the way through. Like there was nothing that I was doing that didn't feel like 
I why am I here? What am I right. doing this for? Aside from maybe some of the side quests, but that was mainly because it's like, why am I doing this for this weapon when I'm just about to do yeah. this other <laughs> thing for a better weapon that I didn't even use the last one? Like, I don't know, just that kind of stuff. But uh, again, nitpicking. Small potatoes compared to how amazing the overall story is. I think it's easy for us to nitpick these things. And really, when we're nitpicking it, a majority of it is, I want more. Mm-hmm. And that's just because we enjoyed the story so much. Agreed, yeah. Like, the yep. story really is fine as it is. It's beautiful. I want more. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's sad that they didn't do a direct sequel. But, you know. <clears throat> wouldn't have been nearly as good, probably. No. No, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, you, know, you, been, you want more well, because you're a fan of the game, so you want game more of that game. was made today, you could have gotten that end stuff in DLC. <laughs> uh, wah, wah. So, um, yeah. Let's, graphics. Let's move on to graphics. Um, I gave it a 10 out of 10, I unless also, you can convince me otherwise. <laughs> I... It was, I think it was hard finding stuff to really unjustify. Like, what didn't I like? There really was... Out of all of the categories, I feel like this one is the lowest quality. Um, Don't get me wrong. I don't think that the graphics are bad. I just feel like some animations were a little stiff in comparative to Final Fantasy VI, where I feel like the animations were super fluid. Um, this game, the animations just felt a little bit stiff. That said, they were so cleverly executed. I mean, all of the stuff like dancing, the, the dancing. Yeah. Where they used like the climbing the ladder animations and they, they used those animations so cleverly that they didn't have to include extra animations that were unnecessary. I forgave a lot of that stuff because some of the animations they did were so fluid and unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Like, absolutely. the girls that you only see at the end where they're dancing with, like, their scarves. Beautiful. And, I, I mean, there just was even, like, some of the... Like, the mother brain. Very interesting. Oh, all of the bosses were amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And a lot of them ha- had moves that were unique to those bosses. Never used again. The animations never used again. They were maybe used once or twice in the whole game, but they were beautiful. The only monsters I can recall being reused, like, reskinned, were monsters where it made sense. Like... The little like slime guys, like they yeah, had different some colors, of the, like filler monsters, well, and the different colors indicating mm-hmm. like this, whatever. That's whatever. But even like the robots, well, of course they're reused because they're all the same kind of robot, right? It's that kind of stuff. Like there really was not like because you see it all the time where they're repetitive monsters, Just, like reskinned a different a color because these it's... ones are harder, so therefore right. they're gray instead yeah, of tan. No, I I totally understand now when you're going through the black omen you refight a lot of monsters that are a different color and i think that they call them like metal mutants or you know stupid things oh, like yeah. that that they're harder versions of what you fought before but like it, it didn't feel like that big of a deal yeah. like it just didn't it it's not one of those it didn't it, it's not like they overdid that yeah had they had it been like the slime monsters in every single dungeon in every yeah, single era, that would have been. And then they just reskinned it. Then it would be like, yeah, no, this is a problem. I or mean, no, like you go into the prehistoric times, you're fighting dinosaurs. You have far more unique care uh, sprites for mm-hmm. monsters than you do with the palace swaps. Yeah, 
Like, Agreed. by far. Yeah. Lots of unique monsters for their specific areas. Areas and, and timelines. And yeah, like I was saying, you go into the past, you fight dinosaurs. You go into the future, you're fighting robots. Right. Like, that's just, that's what's yeah. cool about this game. Like, you've, you're going all yes. over the place. Um, going back to clever use of animations, the fighting, the battle system, the, like, text that you can do. So, like... Every character has, this is a little bit of gameplay too, but every character has a specialty tech, like technique that they can use. They have like a set of, I don't know, maybe five or six. And each one of those has a very specific animation. It takes you a lot of time to build those techniques, but once you've got them, you've got them for each character. Those techniques then can be combined with other characters' techniques to make like double and triple techniques. Those characters. Eight. Eight characters? You have Chrono, Marley, Luca, uh, Frog, Robo, Magus, Ayla. Oh, so maybe it's seven. Yeah, I think it's seven. Okay. But yeah, seven, seven. seven different characters. They all can be mixed and matched in any way. Like, Chrono doesn't have to be in your party all the time. Especially after he dies, he doesn't have to be in your yeah, party Yeah, you anymore. can have whoever you want whoever. by that point. Right. And they all... That's when they start really learning the triple tags. Yeah. And... Between so you're thinking triple text for three different party members between seven characters. That's that's a lot of moves. A lot that's of moves not, that that's, you might not ever even use. I know. Oh, I didn't use most of them. Anyway, that's not the direction I was going. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, every one of these moves are unique, but they use bits of the original techniques in yeah. their in their animation. Like so Aurora like for ex- Aurora World is Chrono using Cyclone with um Marley using Cure. So it's like this or Aurora. Yeah. So like it's it's this like double combo that creates this new move. But like the animations are the same. It's just combined cleverly. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. Like I was using Arctic Impulse. That was my triple tech. It's it's a triple tech with Frog, Chrono, and Marley. And it combines Marley using Ice, which is her ice casting animation, and Chrono using his um, Slash? Yeah, I think so. Or something. In one of those moves where he's jumping in the air to Slash down, plus Frog using his X, X cut. Oh, so yeah. like it's it's like X cut with like slash with like magic. It's just all these animations reused, but in a clever way. So like they don't have to remake a whole new animation for this one move, but still they can make it unique. It's just it it's really so, was. It's they so all clever. were unique. It's really so clever. It really yeah. I agree. Yeah, was, I mean ice water. Ice water is just like ice too with like a bubble around it. But it's still But it's still unique. <laughs> it's just it's so smart. It, For them to be able to save space on this cartridge yes. and compress it and not have it lose its quality. You know, it's just it's genius. It was it was genius. It was. It, also satisfying. Yeah. There's something very satisfying about seeing the ice crunch down well, the water. And it's satisfying to be able to see like Aurora Whirl going back yeah. to that and being like, oh, yeah, so he knows Cyclone, she knows Aurora. That makes sense. Those yeah. two mix, and that's what happens. It's so easy to install that like concept in your brain of, well, 
what other techniques can we combine to create something interesting? You know, so then you're, you, it makes you want to experiment with other yeah. characters to learn new moves. Yeah. If you wanted to be a completionist, you'd have to spend a lot of time leveling up each character. I don't think it would take skill, too long. Skill I was grinding. pretty close to getting everyone. Really? Yeah. I just didn't use enough I, characters. I will say, which I guess we can divvy into gameplay. I actually had a well-balanced use of my characters. Mm, that's good. To be fair, they leveled up with me, so that helped. Right. But I, you know, you use them where they're appropriate. But like, I, I would reach certain points where it's like, okay, Frog, Frog, and Marley were my main other two with Chrono. But it was hard justifying having two water-based characters for magic yeah so like i would try and sleep in lucas sleep, sleep slip in luca in and i tried robo a few times i i really wanted to use robo because he hit hard but i just couldn't quite get a good like uh like routine down with mm -hmm. them where i really i was really mostly vibing with luca marley and frog yeah sure with chrono <clears throat> um going back to gameplay the the scenery was amazing. The backgrounds. Talk about graphics. What did I say? Gameplay. Oh yeah. Sorry, graphics. I didn't mean. No, to... you're right. Going back to graphics, the the backgrounds are amazing. The landscapes yes. are beautiful. Um, I just the water looks really good. The little minor details, even like opening up some of the mountains to like be able to go into them, like yeah. one of them I think opens up or something. Well, when you do the Mazmune thing, um, like Frog cuts the yeah, yeah. he cuts the rock open to reveal the cave to get to see Magus, and it's like just a neat like you didn't have to do this, but it's so cool. I really liked the rainbow shell. Mm -hmm. It's kind of unique looking. It's so pretty. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot, a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot. Oh, there yeah. There really was a good attention to detail. And, yeah, they used some of their sprites in a way that it it would have been nice to have a, a unique extra thing. But, on the other hand, where they reused them was like, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I just, I really would have liked to have seen Glenn a little bit older somehow. I think that really would have been cool. I, I would have loved to have seen Frog. To, as, well, to fight to have him, him as Glenn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would have been really cool and satisfying. But I suppose on the flip side, they'd have to reanimate that sprite with his moves. Yeah, it would have taken more space. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And I'm sure that there was creative restraints that they couldn't do that for. I understand. But, you know, yeah, it's a desire. I <laughs> really wish they would have expanded on that. It's okay, though. Like, you know, again, I'm still giving it top score. I mean, Ten, 10's... He still was named Frog, so... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, maybe... It makes sense, Maybe, maybe it would have given you, like, when uh, you renamed Dagger. Yeah. Like, maybe it would have given you that option to rename him again. I, mean, I, I guess it's just... Well, you know, you could rename the Epoch. You could rename all your characters over again. Oh, can you? Yeah, there's a new... Oh. That will help you do oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, now I know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I. It makes sense when this game was made why it was done that yeah. like it wouldn't fly if the game was made now oh if but... the game was made now i feel like it would be double the length and double the content and i think it would still be a masterpiece yeah. like if it was the same you know the same minds involved like with the technology like if the technology now was back in that time the game would be so much more expanded on but like what we got is yeah. still a masterpiece it really really is
Um, moving on to gameplay, I suppose, unless you have something else. I mean, nope. magic, magic is beautiful. Animations are beautiful. Splitty. Everything, Rock. everything is amazing. Chef's kiss. I mean, aside from the a little bit of stiffness, sometimes not a big deal. Um, gameplay, the battle system is definitely the highlight. Yes. It's almost, I mean, it's, it's just fun to play like it's fun to get into a fight like it didn't bother me running into a a fight in this game i i had a hard time i I ranked it nine out of ten and it was weird because i couldn't quite pinpoint what there there was something that bothered me about gameplay but i couldn't quite pinpoint it and Cause like there's you know you've got very unique way of fighting your enemies, mm-hmm. you've got very unique techs that you're dealing with. Took a lot of time and effort. Um, like you know in the chests, the multiple chests you can open through different times. Like so that's clever. such a yeah. big important. Um, I did feel like though that sometimes having so many techs, I was overwhelmed. Searching sure. like if I'm dying, I need to have someone oh, casting yeah. cure right now. Yeah. That was hard. That and was probably the hardest part. Yeah, I didn't realize I had double cure. I remembered when I had seen that, but for a while I forgot that I had mm-hmm. double cure because you learn those texts really quick at a certain yeah. point. And I wasn't using double cure for a while. It made my game change like, a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like even I had the trouble of. Because I played the DS version, some things were renamed. For some reason, my revives were called, like, Ethereum or Athenian Water or something. Really weird. That's weird. I had to remember that that was Cure. But, like, a Lapis would cure all three of my party members by 200 HP. Had to remember what a Lapis was. You know, and where the original was more straightforward. Revive. High Potion. And I was having, like, to remember Mid Potion and... And again, that's that's really a me problem. But like going through the list and going through my items, my techs, it's it's almost overwhelming in the heat of battle. Because especially because I didn't have I didn't have uh, it was active. I think yeah. Where it, the they don't wait to attack you till your your turn's done. Like yeah. they'll keep attacking you so, when your bar goes. So up. what you're talking about? They have. The battle system plays in two different ways. You can have active battle system or you can have weight battle system. Active battle system, the enemies just keep firing away um, their moves when their uh, time is set to go. Um, there is, you know, there is no waiting between, there's no waiting for you to choose your item. It's just, they are firing off the next thing when, when they have a, when they have a bar ready yeah. to go for wait, you, wait the game, <laughs> the game almost pauses while you're choosing your next move. And what you're saying and and I I because I did active style too, and I had the same problem, especially towards the end of the game. You have so many things to choose from. Finding the one that you need takes time, and in that time, your enemy is attacking you. And trying to find cure when all your party members are about to die, and the 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 difference those like thirty seconds yeah. take to try and find double cure makes all the yes. difference. 
And that was going to be my next thing. Like, I... I'll, I'll go into more detail in a little bit, but I struggled fighting Lavos, and that was going to be my last resort, was to change my battle system to wait instead of to active. And you can do that at any time, but it really can make the difference because, yes. again, wait, the enemy will just sit there and wait until you've made all of your choices, and then it will start, the enemy will start attacking you when all the choices yeah. have been made and that makes uh, like i said it makes a huge difference i <clears throat> i realize it can be e i mean i still gave it a nine out of ten sure i realize it, it can easily be changed by changing it it's just there's it's kind of like going to a restaurant with like too many options <laughs> that's how i feel going through my menus well yeah and i i get that my but i screen, also like I just, if you don't have all those options there, I, I think that maybe the problem is, and maybe the way to fix this would be if they changed the way the menu was laid out. Yes, absolutely. To where you had more options on the first screen instead of just attack, tech, and items. Like, another, like, tech, double tech, triple yes, tech. Yes, I think that would Right have there to help you jump right to, like, okay... I want to do a triple tech. I only you have, know, you know, three button pushes to get to my triple tech instead of like seventeen. Tech, if you had selected tech and then it brought you to tech, double tech, like sure, you, yeah, I something it like that. And again, it was a long time now ago, they, but they do have a few things to help aid with that. Yeah, you can they do, do the like memory cursors. And you can have it set to where everything is always at the top of the list every time. You can have it set to where it saves every previous action. So, like, basically, once you have your your skills and everything set to where you want it, you just keep hitting X or A to confirm, 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 and it'll just keep blasting away whatever it is that you have set. Or you can have it set to where the main menu is default, and then your sub-menus are memory. And that's how mine was. I, it helped when I was fighting Lavos, that cursor thing helped, because I could have, like, double cures right here, Arctic Impulses right here. It just depends on what, what character I have chosen at that given time. You know, I think, too, one of the nice things about this is when you run into enemies, your characters spread across the screen, which is nice. It looks nice. But your bar takes up so much space, yeah. which nice. Thankfully, they let you like kind of move it around. Mm -hmm. If you hit a certain button, it moves to the top or the bottom, because especially because your characters can move around sometimes or your, your enemies. But because of, I think that really was, I don't know how it could have been done better. Because I understand they made it so that trying to accommodate, but there was just too much. There are a couple different ways they could have fixed this, either. While you're choosing your items, while you're cho while you're in the menu, like the tech menu or the item menu, your menu just expands a little bit to let you see more. Yeah. I think seeing more will help you choose because at the time when you're scrolling through stuff, you can only really see like four or five yeah. items. So it, it makes it hard if you miss it. It's like, oh crap, I just missed yeah. it. I gotta go back up. Where if it's you could see a little bit more, maybe you could choose faster or have an option to go left and right to get down quicker or something. Um, yeah, it's, that's probably the worst, the worst of it. But like, still though, I wouldn't have wanted less options for oh, attacking. Yeah. I think that the, the organization could have been a little I better. I think, 
I don't have a solution. I think mm-hmm. there was possibly a different solution mm-hmm. that they could have done. Yeah. The only other thing I thought about, which I don't even know if it's really a bad thing, but the characters gliding across the screen while fluid. What do you, what do you something, mean? Uh, so when you're walking, you're, my characters anyway, it's like they like, you. It's I don't know how to explain it. They just glide across the characters The characters behind you? No, my party. When I'm walking, just me. Right. I'm walking on the screen and I'm going through a dungeon. It's the the your your characters following yes. Chrono essentially. Yes. But like when you're going on the map, it's just this like your characters are doing their animation, but like when you're walking like diagonally, you're still walking straight but diagonally. That's and that's that's what I was talking about the stiffness. I see. That's that's yes. what I meant about the stiffness of the game. Like there's something about the game in some of its animations that aren't quite as fluid as I feel like they could have been. I think, though... And that's what I'm talking about. With that in mind, like, the... the uh, I almost said jungle. The forest between the outside world and the, the castle, castle, you go through, and there are some enemies already, like, on the field. Mm-hmm. You can walk right past them. Or, if you hit the one pixel... I know, yeah... And you are engaged in battle. Not a big deal. It's just annoying because you're significantly overpowered. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a problem where I kept hitting that one pixel, but I didn't know because your characters... They kind of sway a little bit. I think it's all cleverly done. It really is clever. I think, though, that because there is no diagonal walking, you don't get a true sense of your characters being one with the background. But most of the time they are. Yeah. So I I don't know how to explain it quite. It's just there's something awkward about it. And that mm-hmm. is, again, nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. It right. was the only thing that I, I, I had a problem putting it into words. Like, what was wrong about the gameplay? Not much, but there was something like that off. Again, that was what I was talking yeah. about with the game having a stiff vibe to it. I see. Like, I added it to the I, gameplay. I feel, I feel like you feel like it's not wrong necessarily. It's just there's something that feels weird about yeah. it. And it's hard to put into words unless you're sitting and playing it. But I, I, I attributed it to like a stiffness in the animation. And like you said, it, it does kind of make it hard to get a good judge of where you are on the screen compared yeah. to where the hitbox is for the, the enemy um so like you could if because if you get too close to one of the enemies you engage in battle and like it's typically you know typically uh, for me anyway i was just running right in anyway but yeah there are a few spots that you constantly travel to and those enemies you kind of want to try and run around them did you know that you could get a const like a new excuse me you can get a free shelter every time you visit the forest. No, I didn't know you that. You can get a shelter. You can keep going back. I went. In fact, I did it. I got like 30 or 40 shelters, <laughs> and uh, it kept me equipped throughout the entire... And every time I would go in, I would just make sure and get it again. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know that. Is it like a secret spot or what? Oh, uh, yeah. One of the, like... One of the white guys pops out of the forest... Like the leaves, you hear the leaves rustling. You talk to it, and he falls out, and he loses a shelter, and he runs off. Oh, that's cute. Huh. Um, the last thing that I wanted to mention, which is kind of two parts, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the fair. Maybe more like 
I don't want to say more mini games. Like the mini games were just kind of like blah. Yeah. But I would think it would have been really cool if Gato leveled up while you're Yeah, that would have been fun. Because so at the fair, Luca has made this robot and you get to fight him and he sings into a little microphone it's really cute anyway you earn 15 silver points for fighting him and you need those silver points to play these games and you can get like weapons and stuff with these or you can even get money um but when you need to get the clono chrono the clono crone (laughs) (laughs) the chrono clone um you need to to partake in one of the um the the mini games yeah and you need to have so many points to do it. And you only have to do it once. Like, if you fail, they'll automatically give it to you anyway. But I still think, like, to go back and just fight Gato a few times would have been... It would have been fun to have him be a little stronger. Yeah. Not not by a ton, but just a little bit to just make him... make it... Instead, when you have to do the chrono thing, Gato's, like, stupid easy. Yeah. And you, like, blow on him and he falls apart. It's like, uh... This could makes... have been... Like, the guy... The, like, magic guy in the end of time oh, that yeah, gives yeah. you the magic, he um, he levels up with your party. So, like, they have the yeah. they have the ability to do this. Why not let Gatu do it? The Gato only thing I could think is that he's at the fair for, like, regularly re- level yeah. people. But realistically... I mean, why can't he judge the level yeah. of the character and let his level match theirs or something? I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I know. Yeah. Yeah, it... It, it didn't bother me. No, like, yeah, I, yeah. I agree, but like it was just it was what it was. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about bosses for a little bit. Did you have any bosses that you had troubles with? Um, just the end boss. Really, really for the most part. I again, I kind of had a guide to help yeah, me a little true. bit, but I really felt like I had my characters really well leveled. I felt so too. I felt like I didn't necessarily struggle. There were a few bosses that it was like I went into the fight and just like was trying to just kill him. And it's like, no, 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 there's a strategy to it. Yeah. So then once you had to learn this, once you learn the strategy, you go back and you do it again and you just plow him down. No big deal. I had a couple bosses like that where I died once to learn the strategy. Then I went back into it, killed him. No problem. Um, there were two bosses that really gave me a hard time. Was it, was it Zeal? No, oh. I had no problem with Zeal. Really, like yeah. her face mask and hands? No problem. I died a few times. I think on I'm, that. I may have died once, huh? But like, it, it definitely a hard fight. Yeah. And it definitely kept me on my toes, and it was it was a good challenge. Yeah. But it didn't. It it wasn't it was as hard as Lavos. Lavos yeah. was really hard. <laughs> Lavos, I fought far too many times, and the guy on that mountain, yeah, saving what, what's his name, Bar, Bartha, uh, Balthazar, Balthazar, yeah, that that guy. Yes. I remember that. That was the one boss that I ran into. And I'm like, oh no, I remembered <laughs> it being hard. That's how I remembered it. It was so hard for me that I actually had to look up the strategy on fighting him because. I thought that I missed an item to help me kill him. Oh. I thought that there was, like, an item that you had to pick. Because he was so hard. Yeah. Like, he was 
like the game was relatively normal until I got to him, yeah. and I'm like, why is he significantly so hard. yeah. harder? Like I've missed something. So I went back around and I was trying to find an item to pick up. I'm like, there's nothing to pick up because I I thought that I remembered that there was an item you could get to help th- kill this guy faster. There's not. <laughs> I looked it up and it's like, no, just you know, do it. Just do it. So I'm like, like literally. Not literally. <laughs> Practically, that's what the guide had said. Was like, you just, you gotta kill the arms first, and then, like, you just kill them. Like, there is no special strategy. There's no special item that you have to pick up. You just gotta do it. Just yeah. do it better. So, once Very I hard. finally, once I finally was, just gave in, and I'm like, okay, I have to find an attack strategy to be able to get through this, I did kill him, but it took me several tries. Several tries. Um, just the problem was, and I honestly, Lavos was a similar issue. Mm-hmm. The two hands, because it's a, they it's regenerate. A, it's a triple, it's a triple attack kind of enemy. Well, yeah. It's like the, the main enemy and then he has two arms and Lavos was the same way. Like love the core Lavos. Yeah. And we'll get to it when I talk about him, yeah. we'll get to him. But it, um, this guy had, like, the main body and then two arms. And the, when all three of them are together, he can do these big moves that just hit far too hard, hard. And that he he goes in su- such a speed that you don't have time to recover from them. So, like, literally, I was dying within, like, two or three turns because of how fast he was cranking these out. And I'm like, well, maybe if I change my equipment this way, or maybe if I attach, like... um. Uh, defense items. Oh yeah, like high defense. Yeah. Well, there was uh for us for me it was like a barrier and something else like an item that you could use. Oh to yeah, give yeah. You yeah. Buffs. Um, but like they kind of helped, but it wasn't enough. So yeah. like I. There, there are rocks that are around in that area that you can fight, and they run away yeah. right away. But they if help you, your tech. If you kill spot. them, if you kill them, they give you high experience and high tech points. So I went around and killed them all, and that helped me get a little bit further. And that was enough to just kind of give me the you edge. You needed a little bit higher. I, magic. I ended up, I ended up getting double cure during that time. Oh, made the difference. And it did. <laughs> yeah, like totally. Basically, Chrono did Luminaire every turn. Yeah. And the other frog and Marley did double cure every turn. And it was like, I just killed him. And it was that easy. Like, <laughs> just death. I don't... I'm pretty sure it was Luminaire. In any case, that was kind of a similar problem that I have Luminaire. with Lavos. Like, Lavos... His... he you, you fight him three different times. Well, three... At the end, the final yeah. fight, Lavos, you fight him three times. You fight the, like, outer shell. shell. You fight the inner, like, Organs. the cell. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the cell organ The guy. cell lookalike. The Dragon Ball Z cell lookalike. And then you fight, like, the core. And the outer shell, no big deal. You fight him. It's a long... Easy. Yeah, it's, it's a long. super long fight because it's really cool, too. You're fighting all of your previous bosses... In this one fight. And it's really cool. It's not that hard. No. But it's really cool. And then, like, you fight... Once the Lavos shell is dead, then you go in and you fight the the inner Lavos. 
And um, he's, he's got the two he's, arms. Too. He's pretty easy. Yeah, he's got the two big arms. He's got the main body. His nipple. Oh yeah, nipple. he opens up his chest plate and his nipples shoot lasers at you. I I finished the game and I'm like, Danny's going to say something about the nipple beams. <laughs> I went after you had finished one of those nights. I went the next day in to look and and you did. You mentioned the nipple beams. I'm like, I'm so glad you noticed the <laughs> nipple beams. And while I was watching it, my husband comes up and he goes, "Is he shooting lasers out of his nipples?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> it was so like, funny. The movie was called like Death Doors or something like that, and it's like, "What? What is going on I mean, here?" It's not a big deal. It's more children, basically. It just it was really funny, but yeah, it was. <laughs> A very bizarre <laughs> use of nipples. Of, <laughs> it really is. Like, literally, he's just this big monster, and his arms, like, open up his chest doors, basically yeah. opening up he his bra, opening up his shirt, and then he's got little pew, holes pew. where his nipples would be, and they, like, shoot lasers at your party. And then he just shuts it back up, and he goes on about yeah. his day. Like, I just... I saw it the first couple times, and I... Like, the first time it happened, I'm just like... Oh, lasers. Kill, I was just like, kill, kill the boss, kill the boss. The second time he did it, I'm like, wait a minute, this is kind of weird. The third time he did it, I'm like, why is he shooting lasers out of his nipples? This is bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Although I want to mention that boss fight, that Lavo specifically, the end, the music is called World Revolution. I think it's my favorite boss music ever. Really? I love that song it's, so much. It, they're all yeah. They're we're really we're about good. to get to music. Yeah, fantastic. Boss, the final boss is really cool for that. Um, but after you fight that like cell lookalike, um, you monster. fight the you fight the core. And the core is really difficult. It's and it's not once you once you finally understand. Yes. But you see, my problem was so. Um, all right, let me explain the boss fight. Let me lay it out for you. There's a center humanoid, core, humanoid, core humanoid thing, which you see as lavos, and he summons these two little like blob monsters to accompany him. The the right blob monster, uh, uh, like if you're looking at it on your screen, there's a right blob monster who seems to have an absurdly amount of HP. There's a left blob monster that doesn't have much HP, but like he's constantly here curing the center monster. So yeah, your habit is well, the center monster is the one we gotta kill, right? Well, you kill the center monster, and the other two just like restore it back. So then you kill the left monster, and the other two just restore it back. And the right monster has this absurd amount of HP. And the first time I played it through, I probably got pretty close to killing him, because I didn't understand what I was doing. Like, I just kept attacking with Luminaire. And it, it was doing damage to the right, the right yeah. core, but like, it wasn't... It didn't seem to be doing anything. Like he did, he wasn't dying. Yeah. Like the the left one kept dying, where the right one just wouldn't. Because I thought I had to kill all three of them at the same time. I see. So then it was like, okay, well, if Maybe it's the humanoid I can, one, <laughs> I can kill the I can kill the right one. Let's kill the right one and try and kill the center one. I killed the right one and then killed the center one. I was trying to kill the or sorry the left one. I was killed the left one, killed yeah. the center one, trying to kill the right one. I still couldn't do it, and he was just absorbed. Not. Not healing, but he was just taking 
everything I threw at it. Just like I was doing like triple techs and just pummeling this thing and he just would not die to the point where i'm like i'm doing something wrong <laughs> like obviously so then it's like okay let's uh I, I think my next strategy was like let's try and just like kill the left one as soon as possible then maybe the right one because the right one would get like a defense thing and i'm like okay if i can get the the right one's defense down maybe then he'll stop like dismissing the damage I'm giving to him, not thinking that he just had an absurd amount of HP. I thought I was just doing something wrong. So once the left one's dead, then attack the right one. I was doing that, but I kept dying. Like I didn't have enough time because I just kept trying that technique and thinking that maybe after two or three, you know, good solid hits that would go down and then the core would be left. The center would be left and then I would win. (laughs) Still didn't work out. I fought this guy, I'd say at least seven times, maybe a little bit more. There were a few times that like Frog was left with like six HP, and I'm like reset. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not even gonna do it. Then like after a while, I started getting like burnout, and like the first, the fir- like the, sorry. When you fight Lavos, you have the outside shell. When you fight that shell, you get a save, save point. Yeah. So like Thankfully. every time you restart the fight with Lavos, it's just the two stages. It's the like cell lookalike, and then it's the core. So when I'm refighting him over and over again, I'm fighting the cell lookalike first, and yeah. then the core. And the first, the first form, I started dying at the first form. I'm like, what is going on? You needed a break. I'm like, <laughs> I just cannot figure this out. I am so frustrated at this point i had been at the lavos fight for like two hours and i'm just like burnt i'm like i am doing something wrong this fight is not supposed to be this hard but like i didn't want to look it up because i felt like i was cheating and like i i did look up the other fight you know because it's like it's it's not the final boss but it's like come on the final boss i should be able to just kill the final boss like i'm doing something wrong so my last like when i finally beat him my strategy changed from like trying to kill the center core to just trying to kill the right core because the right core just kept taking damage and i'm like he's gotta have a limit like there's a limit to this guy somewhere so like i would just destroy the left one and then just pummel the right one yeah and just constantly hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting keeping keeping up with my health which was a struggle half the time the lapises did really well because it was a quick 200 to everybody. And sometimes I would do that on all my party members, mainly because if my HP is low, like Chrono doing 200 to everybody right now was better than waiting for double cure. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. doing that, just like knocking those out, maybe throwing in a mega elixir just because, or <laughs> you know, whatever. It's the last boss. So right, exactly. Well use them. <laughs> Um, so yeah, eventually the right core finally fell and then the center core fell with it. And I'm just like, yeah, she's <laughs> like, it's finally over. I walked in the door as you did it. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you oh, told yeah, me. Oh yeah. Yeah. You totally did. Like I heard you walking cause you were on the stream for a little bit yeah. and then you were coming over just today to do this. And I'm like, just finally, finally beat it. And I heard you walk in the door as like I hit, did the final hit. Just so happy to have it done. And then you watch the ending cutscenes, and it's fun, but 
yeah, he I, was he was a struggle. It's interesting because if you kill that right core first, it kills the others, yeah. which to me is kind of interesting because that means that was Lavos. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the intention, and I think that's really smart. Yeah, it's a way for the developers to change up the final fight. To well, make it more difficult without it being super obvious. Yes. Because the whole game has trained you to be like the center yeah. is the monster. Where this one is like, not quite. Let's throw a twist it in there. It would make sense for Lavos to be like that. Because really, to me, it's saying he's trying to convince you this humanoid, because he's not really human, is him. Yeah. And that's your main focus. That's what he wants you to think your main focus is so he can kill you. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's, it makes sense where it was. Yeah, it does. I, I liked that. And then if you die from Lavos, you get a specialty yeah. cutscene where Lavos just destroys the world As and planned. everyone just kind of is bummed and the end, like a bad ending, yeah. you know, ending. And it's just neat that they added the extra ending in there at all. Yeah. You know? Um. Whew. Yeah. I don't know what do you think. Move on to music. Would you would you give a I give it a ten. For gameplay? Gameplay. Yeah. Yep, ten. I, I gave it a nine. <laughs> I just you know, I I, I agree with you that the, yeah. the menus could have been a little better. I think that the weight the weight battle system fixes that. Um, but it shouldn't I don't know. I I get what you're saying, but like it's supposed to add that layer of difficulty really to it. It's kind of like hard mode versus normal mode. I suppose you're right. I guess it's just it was more bothersome than just trying to be hard. Like it was more of a it was a mechanic that yeah. was really kind of uh, a bit of a flaw. Yeah, it really, just towards the end of the game, like the first half of the yeah. game, you don't even notice that because you only have a handful yeah. of techniques anyway. But once you start storing up a lot of them, yeah. getting to like the triple text takes a minute, and that that does make the difference. But not enough for me to flaw it at all. Like literally. I don't know, I there's, just, there's a few little minute details that there, I felt like it was enough to give it a nine, which that's, is... That's, yeah, yeah and, and that's fine. I just, I... No, yeah, when I I'm When I'm looking at it, if I'm having such a good time just fighting enemies... <laughs> yeah. that, like if the grind oh, yeah. if the grind isn't a problem the game is really good. <laughs> when you're fighting those boss battle music, like the, especially with the music... You're into it. I know. Like you yeah. are like, yes, let's do this. Yep. That's how I felt when the, the the World Revolution song started. And in. that's that's a good segue into the music. The music set the tone for this game from the very intro screen. Ten out of ten. Like down. you just you're introduced to this world and it sets that tone. It sense it sets that like awesomeness that adventure vibe from the beginning and then it's like you know as you're going through the game and you're experiencing new characters and they all have their own themes and they all have their own moods it just it feels right all the way through and yeah the bosses all the boss battles are almost the same. There's a couple there's a couple different ones. There's like the basic boss and the, like a super boss music where they're a little bit different, but like still it sets that mood. It sets that like let's do this. I'm there's ready, you know. So many 
iconic soundtracks. Mm-hmm. They used it for the Tokyo Olympics, one of the oh, Frogs yeah. theme. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, Frogs theme, beautiful. Magus's theme, beautiful. I know. Magus's, I think Magus's oh. theme is probably my favorite out of, I think, I think Magus's theme is the best theme song ever. <laughs> like, just, it is. I, it is just, yeah. it, that like wind that howls yeah. at the beginning before it like kicks off and it's just like yes yes the fight <laughs> the fight with yeah. magus is on and like oh it's just it just sets that mood and like even walking into fighting magus oh it's like, such an iconic the like scene the the flames popping up as you're walking down and then like how it like speeds up as it goes around yep. the circle and the magus is in the middle and it's just like yeah satisfying yes. oh man and then the music just that the wind howl and he's like the dark wind howls <laughs> it's just it's just so cool it's so awesome i and i remember when i was a kid playing this game I just honestly replay that part. No, I well I had to because I couldn't kill yeah. Magus. But like I thought Magus was the like boss. The end boss? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. And like you fight Magus and it's like, no, not only is Magus not the final boss, he joined your party. And, and it's like, like yeah. Yeah, my little brain is just like exploding. Oh. <laughs> it's man to play this game fresh new. I know, uh. yeah. I don't know, like I'm I would be curious to know how a first time player a first time player it. would feel about this game. I mean, they would also have to be like an RPG fan already. Yeah. So like I just I'm curious how somebody playing it fresh with adult eyes would yeah. feel about this game. But like it's hard for me to fight that nostalgia feeling when the game is phenomenal anyway. Like the game is already phenomenal. On top of it's that, it's already got a nostalgia it. to it. So it's like it's I just know. this perfect storm for a perfect score. <laughs> Scala's theme. Amazing. One of the All best of in Zeal. the game. Like, <sighs> I th- All I of thought Zeal's that, was amazing. Yeah, Zeal's, all of Zeal's, every, everything about Zeal was really cool. Like, the magic themes of that world, like the... I wanted to live there. I want Magus's cat. Hey, uh, <laughs> just everything is just so What was so his name? Perfect. Alfred? Alfred, yeah, something like that. I... Even like the regular battle music, I think about that <laughs> jokingly. I'll be going around like dun 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 dun. Like I that's know. the song I, I naturally like, gravitate to. When I think of battle music, it's not Final Fantasy I battle know, music. Which, it goes to yes. this one. It goes to Chrono Trigger. It's so weird. World Revolution. That technically second battle with Lavos is my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. Also, the sounds Lavos makes. Unique and amazing. Yes, he makes this like gurgly. Yeah. Oh, and when you kill the like first Lavos oh, core, I can't even do he, it. Like, he does like this whopping. Like, yeah, it's like whomp. It's like crying. Whomp, whomp, whomp. It's weird. And then you fight the core, and it's like weird and spooky almost. And it's oh, it's just. But I mean, that's Lavos is an alien. And then you're fighting so, yeah. the core, and you're like going through time. And you're like, just, oh, just everything. Oh my goodness, you guys, if you haven't played this game, (laughs) if we haven't convinced you to play this game, we're doing something wrong. It's hard. I I feel like we're really putting in, at least I feel like when we're talking, I feel your excitement. I hope you feel mine. It's just, 
there is this special moment of when you're fighting like the end boss especially it's like you really are part of that game Mm -hmm. like you are ready to do this you are ready to like full your full attention is this boss even though you have to do it eight times and that's that's the probably the crappiest part is when you're fighting him that many times it kind of takes you out of it but then like initial urgency when you when you finally wrap your head around a solid plan like for me I finally got my head around a solid plan and I'm like, I'm going to execute this plan. And then it like follows through and it just brings you right back into it. Like, yeah, I, I, my mind was like out of it and I'm like sick of this. I'm like, let's just get it over with. But as soon as he went down, as soon as I killed him, I'm fully invested again. And it's just, it takes me right back Uh. into it. It's just, uh, such a smart way uh everything precious gem in my memories um sorry going back to music what we were (laughs) trying to talk about um the sound effects for all of the spells are fantastic luminaire is probably my favorite luminaire is really cool i really like the sound effect for haste oh yeah Yeah, it's just um ah, it's cool frogs uh when he's Womp, womp, yeah, womp. I love that. I've always thought. In fact, I really wanted it for my uh, text tone for my phone. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of that stuff is satisfying. Chrono, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, Chrono, I'm so excited. Chrono charging his electric moves, just in yeah. general, where he's like arms wide open and like the stars yeah. coming in. To, it's just, um, ah. not as intensely. Mm-hmm. Amazing, but one of my favorite songs too is the uh, the dancing music for the prehistoric guys. Oh, I love that song! You get to dance to it. I made me want to dance. I wanted to get up and be like, "Yeah!" Okay, and then the first ever Rickroll. Oh yeah, Robo's theme. Robo's theme is essentially just Rick Astley's song. Never gonna give you. Yeah, like. It it is like it is. His stuff is amazing too. Like his his oh, music his noise? and sounds. Yeah, yeah. His or noises are really like cool. Gato's uh. Bah, 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 bah. Hey, my name's Gato. <laughs> I have metal joints. Beat his- me up and earn fifteen silver points. <laughs> hey, yes, you, you get me singing. Yes. That's how much I love this. Oh, we all. I know you did it. You know I did. It was singing that song. Oh, man, well. The whole time playing this game, I can't help but whistle some of the tunes. Just, yeah. For one, I know them all, but also they're like super catchy. Yeah. So it's oh, absolutely it's perfect. A lot of the sound effects were very, very satisfying. Like all, all of them almost. Mm-hmm. Like there is very. The only one I'm not crazy about was Aurora, like Whirl. Really? And I think it's because it's kind of in a higher pitch sound yeah. that I it doesn't quite ring right with me. And it's still cool. It's just I didn't like it as much. I just I used it so much yeah. that I just I associate that sound with ah. Yeah, yeah being healed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of great. So even the monsters were just screaming. And yeah, the roar of the big dinosaur guy. Yeah, is <gasps> yeah, you can feel it's it. So iconic. Oh man. Yeah, uh. and <laughs> the the laugh of the like magician <laughs> guy. <laughs> it's yeah, the it's same. Kefka. It's Kefka. Yeah, it's yeah. the Kefka laugh, just like at a different speed. It's like coming down from a high. I know. I know. Like, whew, that was, I got excited. I can just, 
I could go on and on about how amazing this game is, and and I mean this leads to a good overall. Yeah, I obviously I gave it a ten out of yeah, ten for I music as well. as well. Yeah, I just overall this game is just it's a thrill for me to relive it. Um, it's it's so much fun to just travel through time. It's it's just it's such a cool concept for a game. And they did it so well that, like, literally picking it up and playing it for a few hours isn't enough. Like, you play it for a couple hours, and it's like, well, I'm invested. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't. This is the quickest I beat a game. Yeah, I know. I beat it in, like, two weeks. You did. You, did. you were the one like, who did it last minute. It I was had, weird. I had a lot of crap going on this month yeah. that, that sent me back. But, like, yeah, like, you texted me saying that you would, like you are already past Magus or something. And I'm like, wait, what? And I'm like, I, I, I haven't even, I'm like three hours into the game. What's like funny, what's happened? What's funny is you started before me and I remember like, okay, I've got to boot it up. Cause like, it was like a week into the like month. I think it was like almost a week. Yeah. And I sat down and I got, I got to like an hour before where you were and then I picked it up again the next day, and I got, like, an hour past where you were. And then I kept going. And then you played a little bit, and then I kept going yeah. and kept going. And it's, I was putting in hours yeah, at a see, time. Yeah, it's easy to do when I have... Because I stream a lot of these games, I have a set schedule. So, like, yeah. I only play three hours a day for three days a week, and I only play during the week. So, like, for you, if you're playing any downtime you really have, yeah. and then some, like, well, you're easily going to surpass me. I also me. had the benefit of having it on my handheld. Mm -hmm, yeah. So, like, I would play it while I was, had free time in between taking care of my kid. But, like, when he went to bed, I could play it on the couch. Mm -hmm. And then play it while I'm going to bed. Staying up longer than I should. <laughs> playing it in the morning. You know, it's... It, there was... there. I did definitely have a lot more time than you. I just... For me, I'm usually sporadically busy and can only really play at certain times, and I get unmotivated sometimes. I was fully invested yeah. this time. I, In fact, I remember telling you, like, I think I'm ready to play Chrono Trigger, and apparently I really was ready to play <laughs> Chrono Trigger, because I beat it really quick. It's it, uh, we, We've been wanting to fit this game in for a long time, and I think part of the problem with playing it, we part knew. of the reason we set it back was because we know that it's such a good game, and now that it's done, it's done. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'll easily play it again, but we're never... I mean, maybe, maybe in the distant future we'll re mm -hmm. replay it for a, you know, a specialty thing. But, like, once once we play a game for the podcast, it's pretty much done. On the like, shelf, Like, yeah. all the Final Fantasies, like, one through nine... They're pretty much done. Like, <laughs> we may not ever play them again for the podcast. So, like, to have that for Chrono Trigger, knowing that it was going to be a, an amazing game, then finally being like, ah, I think it's time. You know, I don't know what my... Like, if I had to rank my top five favorite games, I wouldn't know where to properly put them all, but it's in my top five favorite yeah, oh yeah, games. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like, hands down. It's, it's funny because... I honestly think that Chrono Trigger. I, I've I've always said that Final Fantasy X is my favorite game, 
but I'm pretty sure Chrono Trigger. Ten or seven. Oh my gosh! I don't know what I'm saying. Me out. I'm no, like, Final what? Fantasy Seven is my because I I had ten in my head because oh, we're I gonna see. be playing it next. Um, Final Fantasy Seven. I've always said is my favorite game, but I really truly think Chrono Trigger probably is. <laughs> like deep down, like I want to say it's seven because everyone says it's seven, but I'm pretty sure it's Chrono Trigger. <laughs> I mean, see, this is the problem I have because. For different reasons, I have several favorite games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes Why sense. Why can't I have two top one number one favorites? Yeah, you know? there's no reason. Because really, Chrono Trigger is really freaking high yeah, up there. If yeah. it's not my favorite, it's definitely my next favorite. It's just, it's funny because it has that nostalgia, but it's also a really good an game. amazing game. And like, it's funny because I think it has better graphics than Final Fantasy VII. Like, it's not quite as in-depth. It's not quite as, you know, realistic. But That's okay. they, used, <laughs> they used the medium that they had so masterfully in every aspect, in every single category, that there's no way that this game could possibly rank out Final Fantasy VII. Just Final Fantasy VII, yeah, it's a great game. It's beautiful. It's a masterpiece in its own right. But, like, even on its own hardware, it could have been better. And I can't say that for Chrono Trigger. In its own hardware, there is no way this game could have been any better than it was. Yeah, they could have rewritten a few things to make it a little more cohesive or whatever. But, like... It's about as good as we could possibly get on the Super Nintendo. Just hands down. Hands down. There really is. I mean, it's kind of like a work of art. It really is. You could have done things differently and it still overall would look like a masterpiece. I... We've never been this way for any other game. It's uh, hard. Again, we have a lot of st- nostalgia behind you, us, so you you're getting be, some of that. But you don't want to be biased just because you love it. So you know, it's kind of like me trying to nitpick. Like I really think that you're probably right. I, Gameplay route probably is a ten out of ten. <laughs> In fact, I'll just change it now. It's a ten out of ten. Okay. Well, I can't. I I agree. Just, it really is so minute. But like, it was hard. Finding stuff that really was wrong with it. Right. Like, yeah, it could have been done differently, but really, it still was overall an amazing masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It really, you know, at this point, if you're an RPG fan... This is a game that you need to play. The, this is this is the best game you're going to get. At least on the Super Nintendo, maybe, maybe beyond that. But, like... If you're not an RPG fan, you may not find that much value in this game just because it's a RPG core. Like it is the core of RPG. Like if you know, yeah, maybe Earthbound is going to be awesome too. I've never played it, so I can't say, but like Chrono Trigger, if you're an RPG fan, Chrono Trigger is going to be the like top-tier RPG that yeah. you're going to want. And I don't know. It just it delivers on every aspect. I I gave it a ten out of ten on everything. I mean, it's it's a perfect score. I I think I agree with you. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. That's it's, perfect. It, and you know, I, I wanted to go into this game to try and find the things that weren't perfect, and I couldn't. I like I couldn't find anything that was so like significantly that to was, knock it down. Yeah, to like to really even bring it down even a point. Like I just there wasn't anything. Like there literally and and I would love to talk to somebody who doesn't yeah. like this game because I want to know. I want to know what it is. 
And I would love to, you know, try and agree or find find that, oh, yeah, you're right, you know, this is bothersome. Why do I like this game because of that, you know? But, no, as it stands, for me, 10 out of 10, or 10 out of 10 on everything. Yeah. It's a 50 out of 50, play 100 it, play out it. of 100 for play both it, of it, us. Play it, play it, play it. Would um, you be interested if they ever remade this game? No. Fair. I don't want them to remake this game. I don't think I would either. I've heard people talk about it, wanting them to remake it. I don't want it. The only thing... the If they remade this game, it would lose 100% of its charm. You know what I think would be really good to be remade is Chrono Cross. Sure, yeah. I think we should play it soon. We should play it soon. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good game. Well, it's hard to connect with this one, though. I do have to say that they... The fans got together and made a game called Crimson... Crimson Echoes, and it's supposed to take place between Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, and it takes as much of the source material as possible to, to bridge that connection. And it's supposed to be a 40-hour game. Wow. Um, it's not... It, it's basically just like a um, a redesign of Chrono, Cro or Chrono Trigger. They took the same assets and just reworked it to tell a new story so if we played it it would be the same game just like you know written you know I see. you know what i mean yeah. like they take the same core concept and just redesign it to make more story and i did buy myself a physical copy because really? yeah well they have so the game was in development by fans and people who were good at developing games they it was a fan project, um, a, like two weeks before its planned launch date, Square sent them a cease and a desist or whatever, a uh, stop, stop, it, yeah, and so they stopped it. But over the years, ROMs have been leaked, and those ROMs have been burned onto cartridges. And I bought one of the reproduction car cartridges. So that's in the mail right now. I would, if we wanted to try and check it out. I think we Again, should. you have to understand, it's a fan-made game. They did what they could to keep true to the source material. But there's going to be a lot of, like, maybe maybe it's not going to be this way. Yeah. So, I mean, you you know, you have to take it with that grain of salt. But it's I think it would be interesting. technically canon. It's not yeah. canon at all. It's just as close to canon yeah. as we can get at this time. I would be very interested in playing yeah. that. Yeah. I yeah. don't know anything about it, but that sounds very yeah. interesting. I didn't know anything about it either, but I was looking up stuff for the podcast, and I came across this, and I'm like, I want to know more I about this. I think that's this. a really interesting concept that we should really mm -hmm. do for Zap Night. Is I think so, something too. Like Some like fan-made ROM hack yeah. type stuff. I There's a lot of Pokemon ones that are interesting. Um, you you know, there's this Chrono Trigger one. You should let us know if you have any that we should try out. Yeah, if there's any other ones that you guys know about, that would be awesome. I would love to do some more. I know that there's a ton of Pokemon ones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So if there's any Pokemon ones that are fantastic, I would love to play them and give them a let shot. But I just don't know enough of them right now. I have maybe one or two, but I don't really know the difference between them. So, I don't know. Let us know if yeah. you're listening to this and you made it this far. If you know some ROM hacks and want to want to see us yeah, play absolutely. some let, let us know but um Whew. i think we've exhausted our time with the i'm tired i got really <laughs> excited i feel like i had a birthday we're, party <laughs> I, I know we're like coming down from oh, this high. high of talking about it and like yeah i do feel a little worn out 
Um, it's been long-winded. Sorry that this is a long podcast episode, but we have a lot to say about this game. A lot of good things to say about this game. And I hope that... I'm sure that if you're listening to this, if you're not just listening to all of our podcast episodes, um, you probably are listening to this because you're also a fan of Chrono Trigger. And for that, thank you for listening. Um, But also, we've played lots of other games. I mean, we have all of the Final Fantasy series under our belt. We've got, well, not all of it. We have 1 through 9 and 15. Um, But we've got, like, Resident Evil that we've been playing, um, Spyro... Uh, we did Cool Spot, <laughs> just like Donkey Kong. Yeah, we've done Donkey Kong. So I mean, we've got a lot of other games. This, uh, like I said, this is episode seventy nine. That's seventy nine video games that we've reviewed in our past five years of playing. Well, well, seventy eight in a movie. That's true. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, so you know, there there's bound to be something else that you're also interested in. So make sure Plus, you check out the rest of our, our stuff. Our Zap Chats. Yeah, we do Zap Chats every other. Uh, Every other podcast, which doesn't count as a review, so we don't number it. We just call it Zap Chats that month. So, yeah, we will be doing another Zap Chats on the 15th. Um, Check that out. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. I'm sure it's going to be something related to maybe the next game, uh, which we are going to be playing Elibits. Yay! We did that for a thrift store. Yeah, we did. We did. And we really liked it. So we're going to bring it back for a a full podcast episode. Um, That will be next month on the first what is this august first so september first wow oh my gosh yeah i know it goes fast (laughs) so stay tuned for that that'll be coming up next month i'm not going to be streaming this month because of that so i'm luckily going to be happily taking a little bit of a break from streaming we are going to be starting final fantasy 10 though on stream probably towards the end of august so if you guys are interested in final fantasy 10 make sure you're following us on twitch or Facebook. I've been streaming on Facebook as well. Um, but yeah, guys, check us out over there. Come say hi. I would love to hear that you've heard our podcast episode. And uh, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. 